Yeah, you know it's yeah. a super spreader event? Wilt Chamberlain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True. I don't know where you got that one, but that was well done. Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy ride. You've got a real attitude problem, McFly. You're a slacker. Oh, maybe you need a timeout. Welcome to the Luke and Rory podcast. Here are two guys, knuckleheads if you may, who jump in front of a camera and do a Facebook Live show. You know, it's exciting. They've decided to take that Facebook Live show and put it into a podcast. Oh, good for you. Why? Because can you really get enough of Luke and Rory? Ah, it's a good one. Meet Luke Weaver, who's known for his dead sexy hair. You are an awful man. You are truly a disappointment to us all. Meet Rory Pitts, who's never found an apple cup he can't be disappointed about. I'm telling you, that man does not look stable. Two guys who went to the same high school, love the same music, love sports, love movies, and love their families. Look at these clowns and pig monkeys. All right. Looks like the boys are caffeinated and ready to go. I'm gonna get some coffee. You want some coffee? That's enough nonsense. Now let's join the show. Sound good? All right. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Live with Luke and Rory. I'm Luke, that knucklehead over there. To my left, your right is Rory. And all the way from Oceanside, California, via Belfair, Washington, a North Mason Bulldog, and a proud veteran of the United States Navy, Charles Hicksonbaugh. Thanks for joining us, my friend. Glad to have you here. So... Um, we've been trying to do this for a while, dude. Like mm-hmm. We talked about it a couple times when you've been up here, and it hasn't sorted itself out. I'm I think the it... first time was um, right when everything was getting shut down. <laughs> we had an old. I, cra- I, I, like, I think that's correct. Yeah, yeah. Rory. Yeah. I think Rory messaged me saying, "Hey, are you sure you want to come up here? <laughs> everything is shutting down." Oh, that's right. That's Good morning, right. Stacy. We tried it back in like March. Okay, so go but... Cougs. That's right. Paul Paul Twibel is in the house. <laughs> Look at that, buddy. Morning, I'm feeling Stace. the fever. I got the fever. Hey, Stace. Ow! Stace, I just want to give a moment here to let you know. Oh, sorry, I woke up your neighbor. That's all right. You're going to wake up the rooster and then... <laughs> that uh, cock? Yeah. <laughs> you a cock. Um, Stacy, just a minute. Hey, I know things are crazy in life right now. I just want to let you know we love you. I love yes. you. Um, I love everything you're doing for my family and taking care of those beautiful cousins of mine. So you stay strong. Let us know if we can do anything for you. Um, so, where are we at? we got things to talk about today. Nine days until Cougar football. I actually, I know we started in September, and I was like, eh, I don't care. But mm. now that I've been without college football, I know college football's there's, going on, but it's East Coast. There's a lot of great countdowns right now, dude. We have five days till the election, Ooh. six days until COVID is over, nine right. days until <laughs> football. Two days until <laughs> Halloween. I'm so stoked for Halloween, dude. Hey, I, what's everyone doing for Halloween? Are you, I'm going trick-or-treating. First thing first, I got to give a shout-out to Mandy and to Kelly for yeah. filling in for that knucklehead last week. So, the, the, it's small shoes to fill. The overwhelming response was, is Luke looked so much better last week. I did. And yeah. I couldn't agree more. So, I did. Thank you, man. And I hadn't thank showered you, in like five days. Oh, my gosh. It looks like you've never <laughs> shaved. <laughs> How are you getting away with that with the missus? Dude, she actually told me this morning. Like She rolled over and gave me a kiss this morning. She's like, can you just take this off now? Ah. <laughs> Uh, we'll see. See, because because mine is the opposite. Mine is like, can you keep on growing this? I and think if my beard game was strong though, like yours is like, I, mine's it's getting still there. Lo- it's taking a while. Mine still looks like a fourteen-year-old boy. Like, <laughs> so you know, that's actually actually had like the hardest time ever growing facial hair. Yeah, you like yeah, yeah. It's like it takes like this is like uh, I feel like this was like the length I got to like after 
six months. And then <laughs> yeah. I was like, and then I was just kept on like picking at it, like, okay. That's yeah, five o'clock shadow yeah. for Pitts boy. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> like he shaves. Well, and this is like Tim is... Allen and Santa Claus. Like he shaves and it just <laughs> comes back. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, is that we've all seen what I do the week after uh, St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. When I went and shaved it all off. And everybody, women, children, uh, even pedophiles oh. were like, please grow your beard yeah, back. That dude is it's, scary. That dude right there, uh-huh. lock him up. So Looks like yeah. he's got acid wash jeans on, members only jacket, hanging so, out at a park yeah. by the carousel. So the problem is, is I, I like I like the feel of my face when it has no beard. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But I, I, for, for humanity, I have to grow a beard. Because it's just gnarly. I look gross. <laughs> Squiglin, good morning, sweetie. Glad you're on. Dan Clausen also says six days until COVID is over. Yeah. That's my dude. <laughs> so are we going down that road today? No. No, no we're actually, going down that road next week. I saw like the greatest. Someone posted today like, dude, who's excited? COVID's over in eight days. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yes. You um, know, I have brought up, I don't know if you saw, well, you didn't have your Facebook on your phone. Yep. I brought up something yesterday that was meant to be kind of funny, okay. which was... You guys notice when you go into stores, Yeah. how many people do you see that are wearing a mask with their nose hanging over the top <clears throat> of the mask? This guy. And I think to myself, what the hell is the point? Mm-hmm. I mean, I understand we have to wear a mask in order to go into these stores because they have signs up that say mask mandated unless you want to become a Karen situation or a Chad situation and make a big deal. Which yesterday I was in Fred Meyer. Yeah. There's a lady walking around, no mask. I mean, she was just like, like she had big balls. She's just walking around, no mask whatsoever. And I'm like, hey. Good, good, on good, good on you. You know what? I, I just need to get some stuff and get out of here. I don't want to cause a scene. I'll tell you, dude. When we were... So we're going to get into the hunting here at some point, but just a brief... Were the, were the deers wearing masks? Yes. <laughs> here comes that SOB from Graham. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to say where I went, what taverns or bars that I... Uh... That I uh, frequented when I was there, but let's just say that masks were very optional, and it was nice. So I was like, "Dude, it's uh, like a banana hammock." I'm like, "Man, there are 11 people in this town. Nine of them are in the bar with me right now. Like, no one has COVID here. Like, oh, dude, we two stepped and danced the night away. It was fun, man. It was uh, no masks. So, but I mean, do you guys notice that? I mean, do you notice yeah, that when you go into stores? I, I, see, I noticed a lot of like the whole nose hanging over. Actually, just everywhere you go. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys think about that? I mean, well, I had... Andy Donna says, it's like wearing your underwear under your stuff. <laughs> Rachel showed me a meme one time, and it showed a guy with his pants on. And then it's like, not wearing your master nose is like this, and then it showed the pants with his freaking dong hanging out <laughs> over the top of his jeans. Like, this is this is what it's like. Andy like, yeah. uh, uh, Donna says, Rory has an awesome beard. Luke, not so much. No. Andy Donna, you're not... Dude, you're preaching in the choir. You're not hurting any feelings over here. I've had to, I've had to adjust. You yeah. know, somebody had put on there, they said, well, you know... One person wears it because their 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 glasses fog up. Another person said, "Well, it's the the particles that come out of your mouth that are what spread the COVID." And I thought, "Okay, yet your nose is hanging out, so don't those particles like when you sneeze?" Yeah, I guess. Oh yeah, my gosh, yeah. and I've seen that. I mean, aside from the fact that Democratic nominee for president has done this, but have you seen people pull their mask down <coughs> and then put their mask yeah. back up? He doesn't want to give COVID to himself. Dude. <laughs> Yeah. I gotta give my wife props because she will sneeze in her mask, and I just look at her and I'm like, oh, yuck. oh man, the Democratic nominee, all oh, the nominees. Oh my god, out there. All right, so let's get on. Uh, yeah, I don't know what people are thinking with that dude, and it's um, with what, which, what, what with the, the mask thing. I don't, you know, with the nose. Out, like, I do it sometimes because I'm like, 
legitimately, it's, it's weird. Sometimes, I don't know about you guys, but uh, sometimes I'm wearing the mask, not a problem. And other times I feel like I'm just about to pass out at any moment. Oh, I, I hate it. And so I I just will instinctively pull it down over my off my nose so I can get some air in. Yeah. Um, so I mean, that's kind of how I roll sometimes. I try to put it up, but it's just... Uh... I think I've noticed like my mask sometimes comes down, and then when I realize it, I'll, I'll kind of like tug it up. Yeah. But I'm not going like, to go out and correct it. Like, I don't know where to correct someone. Oh, dude, I've had... I've had people like in the parking lot. They're like, "Put on your mask," and I'm like, Don't "Seriously, to breathe, jackass." Yeah. Seriously? Oh yeah. Fortunately, I, I was in Yelm, and I was walking into Safeway, oh. and I was literally. And I'm a really nice guy, very easy to talk to, um, <laughs> especially in public situations. People that are, um, which is funny. I'll bring something else up, but I was walking into the Yelm Safeway to meet Jesse. Okay. And yep. I'm like, yep. I'm literally like 40 yards from the entrance, dude. I'm not even close, and I got my mask in my hand. And all of a sudden, some guy walks by me. He goes, "You need to put your mask on." And I literally was like, "You need to f off!" Like, <laughs> he like all caught. And I'm like, "Don't talk to me, dude!" Like, oh my gosh, I'm out in the open right now. That's my biggest concern. And I don't know you. And the thing is, I don't. I don't mean to get too down. Charles first says, "Good to see you, Hicks." Hey. Yeah, <laughs> Chuck and Chuck. Uh, yeah. Charles says the only reason anyone wears a mask is because we fear the penalties, not because we fear the virus. That's that, that's kind of how I feel too. Gruder, I wear the mask to appear polite. Full stop. <laughs> <laughs> that's a hard no. <laughs> I um, I don't know, man. I I just I don't really buy into it. To be honest, we've had this discussion. Oh yeah, we yeah, we've it, beaten like, this horse. I'm doing it at this point just to get through the everything and be that's, done with it. But like, that's honestly what I'm doing yeah. too. I'm just like, fine. I don't, whatever. I don't care. I just want to get in here, get out. I got my thing to do. I, you know, the other thing I see is I see people walking down the street, just nobody around them whatsoever, and I'm thinking. Yeah. Is is a bird gonna fly by and you know Well they might have just forgot to pull it down. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, yeah. Like uh, there's that been times possible. there have been times where like I come out of the grocery store with my mask up and then I get in my car and I start the car and I'm like See yourself in the rear. Yeah, room. then I see I was like, Oh scare yourself. <laughs> so the mask is still on. Scare yourself. <laughs> <laughs> there's yeah. a robber! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, I'll, then, I'll be, then I'll pull it down because I, I forgot it was there. Yeah. You know? Uh Amy says I sneeze in my mask, I wash my mask often though, especially or immediately after sneezing into it. Eh, yeah, you know what? I mean, that's that's Paul, good. Paul Carlson this morning posted on Facebook. He said, um, he said, uh, I don't know if Paul's on here right now, but he said um, something about people who complain and whine and don't want to wear masks are even worse than me, or like or like can't stand people like more than I do. <laughs> and I put a, I just put the emoji with the hand raised on there, whatever. And then he responded back to me. He goes. It's the reason I like you. I've always known that you hate people more than I do. And it was a gift. That said, it was gifts like Bible science. It's respect. And I'm like, that's Carlson right there. You know, Carlson too. Carlson for somebody who wants like the population of the world to be. I mean, like he fully believes in Thanos's plan to like wipe out half the oh, world. Oh yeah. And yet he's all on the mass bandwagon. Yeah. Carlson, if you're on here, explain yourself. Oh, dude. he'll be on here because you mentioned his name. Here we have an opportunity to wipe out part more of the planet, and you're championing, championing. Cha you are the champion for the mask mandate. Explain oh, yourself. He'd, he'd vote for uh, Thanos. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. He, he would donate to his campaign and yeah. everything. So uh, anyway. Charles says, but why don't you revolt and take the mask off? I you do know? sometimes. Because I, I, I don't. Have. I just don't want to deal with it right now. I'm yeah. not ready to revolt. I guess that's the best way to put it. I'm not ready to revolt. But like revolt how? Like not wear a mask in a, into a store? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that's well, I feel like a lot of people don't like forget the thing of like, hey, we have the right to refuse service to you. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So like, it's like we're not going to serve you if you don't put a mask on. But then you know, you know? but then you're being racist. Oh my god. <laughs>
<laughs> don't ask me what race I'm being. Don't no, no, ra- don't I, ask me what race they're being racist against. They're just being racist. No, no. And, and and but I understand that. Like that comes with everything. Like like the whole like everyone automatically assumes they're t- they're being attacked because of something. Right. Yes. There he is. Yeah. Uh, Paul Carl. Well, he goes. To be fair, it was a study saying people who don't like masks have more antisocial tendencies. I'm not. I'm not going to argue with you. And then he also said Thanos 2020. <laughs> Write him in. Uh, Kimberly, yeah, right in Kimberly says, saw a lady in the airport yell at another person, <clears throat> not because they weren't wearing a mask, but what the mask said. Ugh, pick and choose the battle. Oh, dude. My, so, mom, my mom got barked at for wearing for not wearing it at her home. Like, she lives in a retirement community, and she, like, walked outside to go over and take her garbage out, and some lady that lives in there, she's like, yeah, put your mask on. <laughs> my mom was just like, I ain't having it. Like, uh, yeah. Hey, Magruder, that is my campaign slogan for 2020. Eh, revolt isn't worth the hassle right yeah, now. <laughs> yeah, it's... That is my campaign slogan. That's, and that's part of my thing, too, is, like, you know, to talk on Paul's, like, antisocial stuff is, just like, if I revolt and I don't wear it, then I have to interact with more people. Yeah. I'm really just trying to get in and get out. Like. Yeah, I know. That's kind of how I feel, too. Yeah. Not, you know, it's almost like like, like yeah. that phrase, not today, Satan. No, just, not today. Yeah, just don't feel like doing it. I'll come it in full mop level five <laughs> if you'll leave me the hell alone. Like, and, like Long after this whole thing is over, like, why is Weaver still at mop level five? Well, he finds that people don't talk to him when he's, yeah, it's great. Like gas mask, right? Yeah, full on. Gas, gas, gas. <laughs> so, anyway, anyway. Yeah, it's, who knows? I, I'm I'm fully on the train of you do you, boo. Yeah, I'm not exactly. going to say anything to anybody. I'm not going to, you know. There was a study, so Rachel told me about a study she saw the other day that says um, ma- the masks, like a, a medical mask, <clears throat> And it, this goes into the argument of how good are they or are they not or, or whatever. But right. there's one study that says that if you're wearing a mask, you could sit next to somebody who's maskless, who has COVID for 56 hours before you'd be at risk of contracting it. Okay. Like that's the, the job. So if that's true, if that's true, then the whole, in my mind, the whole thing of like, you wear a mask to save other people is a bullcrap argument because if it's 56 hours of you wearing a mask, then you just wear a mask to save your own ass and stop worrying about what everyone that's else is doing. That's a great point because when this all came down... That's more information in my mind that's conflicting and not like consistent. This entire year has been just conflicting interest and conflicting information because that was the thing. Wear a mask to show that you care. So it was it was you wear a mask because you, you care, care about, about me. Yeah. yeah. And, and I always... I, I thought, okay, that's a great way to spin it. But at the end of the day, I'm wearing a mask to cover my ass. See, once, <laughs> once again, I think I feel like that slogan was to embed everyone to make everyone feel like, oh, you're being selfish. Yeah, yeah. But I think what they forget get to like or fail to realize is this is America. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is America. We're all <laughs> a bit selfish. L just said, I just hope we keep the six foot social distancing. You do not need to stand, stand right next, next to me in line. line. Yeah. <laughs> just just because she said that now, I'm gonna like find her out in. Ocean Shores and follow her. You're like looking at what she bought. Like, oh, yeah. Man- mangoes, huh? Yeah. Well, <laughs> mangoes, it's true. Huh? I've had people. Are they ripe? <laughs> I've had Here, people. Let me feel. I've had people do that even wearing a mask. Yeah. You know, you go into Fred Meyer, you go into Winco, wherever you go to, they got those stickers on the floor that say, hey, there's six feet distance at the cash register. I get people that are right up on my tail. I'm like, you know. The sticker's right over there. Yeah, I'm not worried about COVID. I just don't want you breathing down my neck. <laughs> I actually, uh, where was I at? I was at, oh, I was in uh, on our way to hunting last week. And we stopped at Walmart to get a bunch of stuff, supplies. And I'm sitting there, and I'm reaching to get, I think it was cheese or bacon or something. And some guy just comes from my hard right 
and just comes right over the top of me. As I'm reaching, like puts his arm over my arm and grabs something, and I look at him, and I go, oh, I'm sorry, am I in your way, bro? And he, <laughs> and he looked at me and goes, oh, sorry. And I'm like, I know you see me. I'm 6'6", six, six. I'm 260 pounds. Like, I know you see me. Yeah. Idiot. Yeah. Anyway. Did he ask you to hand it to him? No, no. Yeah, I, I, I would have been better if he... I, guy's just like, he's like, over the top of me. I'm like, I don't know you, man. Like, who are you? Oh, apologies. Can you hand me that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Can you hand me that bacon razor? No. Can oh, yourself? my goodness. Yeah, I don't know, man. I was it's, trying to. It's uh, This whole thing has got... The other thing I've, I've kind of wondered, and I think we've talked about this before. I'm curious your guys' uh, opinion is... Um, I was thinking about this pretty hard the other day. Even if they came out on Wednesday next week and said, hey, COVID's over, um, <laughs> how many people do you think would still wear masks to the store? I mean, are we full on into like Japan mode at this point, do you think? You know, like in Asian culture, Japan, like China, they wear, a lot more people wear masks. It's just part of how they, their daily routine. Um, and you see it when you have, like when I was in Yellowstone a couple of years, and there was a lot of Chinese tourism buses coming through. A lot of them had masks on, and that, you know, that's just their culture and how they do right, things. Right. I'm curious if you guys think it'll get kind of more embedded into our culture where we're going to see more people with it on moving forward. If it's mandated, no. I feel like what's going to happen is as soon as they say that we don't have to wear them, like 90% of everyone's going to stop wearing them. The real serious ones are going to keep wearing them and then eventually like in a year or two they're going to stop wearing them. Yeah. Because either one, they don't want to buy new cloth masks or two, there's going to be a new campaign about how all the masks are in the ocean and we <laughs> and then it's gonna be like masks are bad, like plastic straws. Oh, <laughs> that's a good show. That's, that's what, he's calling it yeah, right that's there. What that's what yeah. I think's gonna happen. As long as they don't mandate it, but if they mandate it, then masks are gonna be around for maybe a couple years. Maybe. A couple years. Well, I think it's funny with we'll our mask burning party with our here. society. I mean, how many people were were desperately wanting to go outside when we were told to stay inside in March? Yeah, <laughs> it's like if you want the if you want the public to do something, just tell us well, the opposite. I told you I read that book right around the time all this. I started that book right around the time it was going down. The wettest county in the world, which is the book that the movie Lawless is based off yep. of. And it, it's funny because, and mind you, the book was written back in two thousand. It was published back in two thousand eight. So it wasn't like any kind of propaganda. But the book starts off right smack dab in the middle of the nineteen was it, eighteen Spanish flu pandemic. Yeah, yeah, and. He talks about how everything shut down, like everything, you know, churches shut down, stores shut down, people didn't go anywhere, they didn't interact, blah, blah, blah. But the, the point that I found in that, that I, I found ironic was, there was never a mandate from the government to do so, right? Right. People did it on their own, because they were like, this is in the best interest of my family. I am of the opinion, curious to what you guys think, that Americans as a whole... I'm not saying everybody, but as a whole, as a collective, we're kind of just stubborn jackasses. Like, we don't like to be told what to do. Yeah. That's kind of what our country was founded on. We were tired of being told what to do, right? And so we did our own thing. Um, I'm kind of of the opinion, like, if you would not have told anybody that they had to wear a mask, just like, hey, kind of put some stats out there how it might help. Right. Everyone probably would have done it and just been fine, you know? the There's moment you're like some Karens out there, but yeah. yeah. But the moment you were like, you have to... You had half the country being like, oh, <laughs> come on over here and say that to my face. Like, don't tell me what to do. And I, I kind of think, like, if you would have just allowed the natural course of things, it probably would have been more, <clears throat> well, people would have been more complicable to that. I think our society has seen too many zombie movies. So if you were to do what they did back then during the Spanish flu and just let everybody, hey, do what's best for you and your family. Yeah. 
that wouldn't fly today, unfortunately, because people have seen too many damn zombie movies where they're yeah. like, well, if, if you're out there and your your little clan out there in Weaver Woods becomes Weaver <laughs> Compound and everybody goes out there, starts spreading it, and it just goes out all over the place. and Super spreader. Yeah, next thing you, well, yeah, how many times have we heard that in the last three or four oh, weeks? A Lord. super spreader event. Yeah, it's like 11 people there. I'm like, what? Yeah, you know it's yeah. a super spreader event? Wilt Chamberlain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True. I don't know where you got that one, but that was well done. <laughs> that's a that's a joke they tell in church. Oh my gosh! Uh, Magruder says, "I'd like a I'd like a few social distancing free zones where consenting adults could gather with no expectation of social distancing and accept what consequences may come." I'd yeah. like that place to be called a baseball stadium. I'd like that. <laughs> I'd like for a baseball game to be going on while we are all there. I'd sign a release. Right. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Because if, if you're scared, it's okay to be scared. If you're scared about getting COVID-19, yeah. watch it on TV. Yeah. Well, then there's the, <laughs> there's the faction of people. Like, we're all from the same town, right? I yeah. mean, it's just like... Belltucky? Yeah. I know I know your parents probably a lot like mine. It was like, eat all the dirt. Like, eat it all. And, like, build up an immunity <laughs> to everything. No, I remember, <laughs> you know, I remember like, when, uh, when my... When my, my if your friend was... had chicken pox, your parents dropped Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, it's like, it's like, oh, you got chicken yeah, pox? Yeah, go over there. Yeah, we're all... All the kids are have are going over to that one place, that one house. Slumber party. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, with the chicken pox like, kid. I don't, I don't, yep. I don't ever play with that kid, Mom. We were, we were playing with him tonight. You're gonna, you guys are going to play, uh, yeah. like, blocks, whatever you guys do. You guys do. are sharing a sleeping bag. Get in exactly. there. Get in there, yeah. Could you imagine our, our kids today, if we told them that? We're like, hey, we're going to go over... You're going over to little Johnny's house. He's got the chicken pox. Or you don't even tell them they got the chicken pox, but then they find out you had me go over there because he had the chicken pox. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I'm doing it for your own good. <laughs> yeah, I, had a, I had a parent tell me last night coaching ball. She was like, literally, we're just like, we find out that a kid's sick and we're like taking their daughter and like, here, go play with her. Like, just give it to us. Let's get this done. Let's build up some immunity and antibodies and move on with life. That's kind of how I am. Uh, Dell wants to know, do they not have razors in Washington? No. No, nope. no, they don't. It's like, a shortage. Like after the show, Luke's gonna go grab his uh, chainsaw and he's gonna just trim it up a little bit. Yeah, just dial it in with the old Husqvarna. <laughs> uh, let's see, what do we got here? I have this horrible like double chin, so like this, like this, like thing, like covers. Yes. It up. Oh yeah. So I look more manly. Yes. <laughs> That's the other thing, if man. If I was to shave, uh -huh. like, I don't know if you guys know, that. I turned forty next week. But if I was to shave, Ooh, happy birthday. Like I would be, I'd look twenty three again. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's kind of how. Well, yeah. I think. Yeah. I. I definitely. That's a great if, point. That's why I that's think I look younger with the beard because people are like, "Oh, he's 40, and then I grow the beard. Like, no, he's fourteen. Like, <laughs> that's a fourteen-year-old beard. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, although I do find that like I'm a bit scarier looking. Well, with that's it. a little hot. So people leave me alone <laughs> a little bit more again. So that's nice. Um, Don't blow your coffee. Gruder says one side is more writer than the other. <laughs> uh, Charles, we got to where we are allowing politicians to rule people rather than people. So I had a discussion about this. You know what? Let's get into politics. Oh, here we go. So, here we go. That's why I let the beard grow long enough so you don't need a mask. That's where Pitts is at. Like Pitts, like if Pitts <clears throat> just closes his lips really tight, ain't nothing getting by anything. So I'm all good. Yeah. Um, I, you know, and the other reason why I, the other reason why I hate wearing a mask is I'll get my beard all dialed in. I'll throw in the beard oil. I'll throw in the beard balm. I got it all nice and tight, and it's looking good. And I put that damn mask on, and it goes out the side. Do, I, do, you, have a, do you have a brush? I do, yeah. I do. <laughs> oh, when we were hunting, Joe was constantly brushing his beard. Oh, I like, get he, it. He's got I a thick it. beard. He would wake up every morning, and I'm like, you know it's your dad, you and I, in the woods with freaking deer and bear. Like, And he would, then we'd get back from hunting, and be like, 
I get, oh, I feel so good. <laughs> like, what you know, I've gotten you? to the point now where I'm actually doing that movie villain thing, where I have enough oh, length yeah. now. You're doing where, Jafar. Yeah. yeah. Christy looks over at me the other day. She's like, are you plotting something evil? I'm like, why? She goes, because you're doing this. <laughs> like, oh, yes, I <laughs> but I get it. It's, it's, it's. Oh, Schaefer's <laughs> out. He is just like, bye. Ah, see ya. <laughs> uh, Twible says, my beard comes in gray and I'm allergic to beard dye. Ah, gotcha. Mm. Well, I've got two streaks going right here. I got two gray streaks going, so. Yeah, dude. It's okay, man. Rock it. Rock the gray beard. I, I figure if I can get to the George Clooney stage of having a gray beard, yeah. so life this, is good. This is what I'm trying to figure out. This is my political, and it's not even that political. It's just more of a pose a question okay. to the voting public of our state. We don't have a uh, we don't have a theme for that. We don't okay. have music for so, that, so just you know, go so with it. So, Charles, you're in the Navy. By the way, guys, this guy right here recently retired from the Navy, 20 years. Gangster. Deeply appreciate your service, man. It's, Gangster. It's, uh, and, a and yours. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Uh, but, man, 20 years, being able to retire out when you were, like, 38 years old, you know, 38, 39, that's freaking awesome. Good for you, man. Okay. Um, living your best life right now. Um, so, when you were in the Navy, okay. right, if you were assigned a job and you didn't do it, right, you would... And the Navy's different because you can't get fired, right? Well, I mean, they can't fire you well, from your billet. The, the military. Yeah, but you, you don't get, get fired your in ass general. kicked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> something, something bad is going to happen. Consequences for your failure to perform your duties, right? Yes. So if you play stupid games, you win stupid yeah. prizes? I mean, I can remember being in a boot camp Good. and, like, we would fire the, we would fire, like, the squad leaders, like, on a daily basis. If, well, if you play stupid games, you get caught. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I get caught. That's a Belfair uh, theme right there. <laughs> Didn't happen if you didn't get caught. Um, Harper's on here. Har and Harper, no mask works with facial hair, dude. Hundred uh, percent. And our, Jake Schleiz on. What's up, buddy? Um, Jake. Our boy Harper is in the Marine Corps. Somebody was giving Jake um, a little bit of grief. Jake, hey, listen, bro. Jake, I'm with you, man. I'm in that. I'm in that group, buddy. Yeah. I get it. I know. We're going bald. Just shave it. Shave it and be bald, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here's what I was getting to. Any job you do, if you don't do the job that's put upon you, right, you're going to get fired. I mean, there's consequences of the actions. Or oh, yeah. Get in, your ass in, kicked. In civilian life? Or whatever. Any life. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, so I don't know about that, because in civilian life, there's this thing, they're called unions. Oh. True story. Okay. And wow. It's, uh, Politicians from what I, From what union. I've heard, from what I've heard about some <laughs> unions, is that you, that they, they're there to protect you, so even if you are not that great of a worker, they're there to protect you because you're, you're part of the union. You're really with the union, from what I understand, is uh, do good for the first year or two until you're like, you know, locked in, and then you can be, you can just jack off for the rest of your life. <laughs> like, I mean, but I don't know because I don't, I don't, I don't know because uh, I've never been in a union. I don't know, maybe yeah. anyone wants to tell us about their union problems or whatever. Whatnot. Joe's, yeah, Joe's in a union. I don't know. I, I, I was, I was in a union, in but union. not long enough. Yeah. Um, Ball is beautiful, says Gruder. Have been for years. I'd do anything to grow one last mullet, though. I don't think I, I hear have you, bro. Gruder, I swear to you, dude, if you grow a mullet, bro, <laughs> not only the pride that I'll feel in being your friend, dude. But... Oh, man. Rock, <laughs> we'll be rocking the 90s again. Hey, well, look at this. I mean, I could, in a, in a heartbeat, just shave Oh, you're size. a surfer, dude. Yeah. You got the surfer <laughs> dude going on, man. No. So, all right. So, here's my point with the politicians thing. All right. And I'm going to use Inslee as an example because, one, he's immediate to me. Jake Schley says, love, you got the man, Charles Hicksonbaugh Jr. on, love that guy. There you go. Jake loves you, man. I am yeah, shocked. Jake, Jake's work. a really good guy. Dream yeah, life. and you know, and the thing is, is we're not knocking oh, unions. Jake. This is not I a discussion Jake. about knocking unions. Unions, there's good, there's bad. They, I mean, it is no, what it yeah, is. Yeah. yeah, so we're not... My <laughs> point being in this whole thing is, is that in most jobs, in most walks of life, like there's consequences to your actions if you don't do your job, right? So we were having a discussion about this today with my daughter, and, and I was like, and she's like, 
it, guys, it's no... Look, at this point, we haven't talked about it in a while, but we're not... I'm not dropping any bombshells here. I'm not a fan of Jay Inslee. What? Uh, what? When did that happen? I don't believe you for um, a second. I think 2012. I voted twice for him last week. Oh, my gosh. You probably did. <laughs> Shave him. Send him back in. Um, so, <laughs> my point being is, is that... And I've used this example to a couple people. I told Maddie and I were talking. I'm like, who is... Who is Jay Inslee's boss? And she was like, um, we we're kind of talking. I'm like, the people, right? Like, the people are, should be, is essentially how it was designed. We elect people to work on our behalf and what we want to happen, right? Yep. So, two things with Inslee. <laughs> we. <laughs> well, what, my, what Mike Crab just posted, we cannot post on the show. Yes, yes, okay. <laughs> we had to delete it immediately. Oh, I'll keep it there. <laughs> okay. I just can't say it. <laughs> oh, man. So. My point being is, is that he ran on the premise that he was not going to raise taxes, period, mm -hmm. at all. And he's raised 33 new taxes. 33. So he lied. So he was, so he was not that they all don't lie, but my, my point being is that he was elected by people based on this, that he wasn't going to raise taxes, right? And then the people last year voted for the car tabs, right? Yep. At, a, at two thirds, it was like 67%, like two thirds of the state voted for the $30 car tabs. It's your job as the government, as the elected official, to do the will of the people, no matter mm -hmm. what that is. Yep. Okay. He issued an executive order, overrode it, had it sent to court, had it shot down yep. as being unconstitutional. How is that unconstitutional, first of all? The people, we live in a republic. The people voted for it. It's not unconstitutional. My point being with that whole thing is that yet, when the primaries came around, he still garnered over 50% of the vote, which then begs the question that... At least half of the people that voted for him voted for him on the last time based on the fact that he said he wasn't going to have any new taxes and voted for no or and voted for the $30 car tab initiative that he shot down. And yet they still say he's my guy. How is that possible? Because he's got a big fat D next to his name. That's why it's possible. It just, but even with that, I'm just like Democrat, Republican aside, like I, I can't wrap my brain around um, <clears throat> if I wasn't doing the work. I was supposed to on behalf of a client, right? They would fire me. There's consequences to not doing the job that you're asked to do. Several times in the last few years, he's been asked to do a certain job and has gone against it. And yet people still vote for him. And I get the Democrat Republican. We live in a Democrat state. Um, but it, it, it just to me, like, is politics and union the only place in the world where you can basically just tell the people to F off and they're still going and, and there's no consequences? What floors me is that you can have all of the chaos that happened in Seattle in May, June, July, yeah. and you still have that overwhelming people voting for him in the primary. And I just think And he had myself, no idea what was going on? Yeah, and he had no idea. And, and I don't know if you've heard him from him lately, but he's like, well, I really knew what was going on. I just wanted, I didn't want the public to be concerned. So I'm then like, you were lying? So then you pulled a, so then you <laughs> pulled a Trump when Trump said, I knew what was going on, but I was trying not to get the public all excited. So Inslee pulled a Trump. But what, it was whatever. fine when he did it. Anyways. Enough uh, about my opinion. We've we've said my opinion to death. Drew, what do you think about that, man? I mean, you you're in California, so yeah. you got a whole different kind of crazy down there. So yeah, yeah so there's a whole different <laughs> kind of crazy down there. But like, same, I I, uh, I really I love I love like I've gotten way into, more into politics uh, okay. recently because I do ha I had this crazy plan that I was going to run for president in 2028. Um, I was going to try to get my. Uh, if Mike Rowe ever hears this, I was trying to get Mike Rowe to be my dirty jobs. Mike Rowe to be my VP. Yeah, Mike Rowe. I just oh, think man. that that'd be great if I had Mike Rowe because everyone Rowe. loves that guy. Yeah, but everyone um, loves Mike Rowe. Yeah. He would not vote for Mike Rowe. Exactly. Um, 
but no, like in California, yeah, it's it's crazy. But at the same time, like um, I feel like there's like all the big cities, like for instance, like Seattle, where like or all the people are, like that's those are the kind of people that like um, the governor, his job is to do what's the best interest for the people. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they don't they they think what's best for the people isn't what the people want. Right, and I I feel like I feel like that. Politicians as a whole, and this isn't a shot. I'm just using Inslee as my example. Like, oh, you there's Republicans as well. I, I don't. I'm not yeah. letting them off the hook. What irritates me more about the whole thing is that um, I feel that most politicians at this point don't understand what they're elected to do. In in the sense, that, I like, would say you're elected to represent the people, but they get there and they go with their own agenda. I would say yes. most of the old school politicians. There's a couple of new school ones that are the same way. A- AOC. Um, but I, I mean, like I voted in local elections when I no. voted, I think last week is when I voted. Um, there's some guys I voted for here locally that are gangsters that really do do the will of the people. Yeah. And, and I think locally we've got people that have that right mentality, but I think on a national scale, even senators or representatives that go to Washington, DC, I, I think, I think their mind's on something completely different. I think their mind is on, on, um, getting those special, I know they right. say, I don't take any special interest money. Yeah. <clears throat> what? Right. Right. I, if you're. If you're not a slime ball going to Washington D.C., you're not going to survive. So a couple things here. That's how uh, I feel. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would agree with you. Like, um, so like in my in my opinion, yeah, like what you're saying that for the people, yeah, um, I feel like uh, is it Dan Crenshaw, Texas? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like he's very for the people. I, yeah. I also, and I'm not, and don't quote, like I mean, don't use this against me later down in life no, in, 20, yeah. in 2028. Don't worry, but we're um, not recording this. <laughs> yeah, it won't yeah, be on a podcast, yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> but um, I honestly believe that. I don't like her, but I honestly believe that AOC is doing what she thinks is best for the people. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, I really feel like she's trying right. what's best. And yeah, you could you know? be 100% I can't right. disagree yeah. with that. Yeah. yeah. She's just a little on the, and it's not because she's a woman. It's just, she's, she's very vocal. Yeah, she is. But, uh, and I mean, I like that. That's, she's that's, bad, yeah. But that's why I, I that's how, why I feel she's really out there for the people. Okay. And, and, and Whether and, misguided or not. Exactly. She, right, she I feel like him. she's trying to do what's best for the people in, in yeah. the whole. Um, what I do not like is I don't like, and that's for Democrats, Republicans, who, whomever, mm-hmm. I don't like people who take pictures for opportunities. Like, for instance, like when, um, if, if, well, I'm, not, I'm only, only going to be using Democrats, fuck. Oh, sorry. Ah! And there's the... There's our one for the year. There's our one that we're allowed See, to we got to save it for the guests. <laughs> yeah. It's all good. You're good. Charles no, go ahead. Yeah. Open it Char- up, man. Charles.Henry.12.com. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, um, but like uh, when the people take pictures at like, they're like, oh my God, the fire destroyed all of this. Yeah. Like, Yo, what are you doing there? Yeah, no, yeah. You, did you really go out there for a picture? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah I don't yeah. understand why you're, what you're doing. Like... And then, like, even like some like um like Instagram people were like, they're like, "Oh, give me this drill." Yes. Yeah. Okay, you oh, get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You got it. Good. All right, cool. Did anybody tell yeah, him that there's no the battery show. in the drill? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, and it's not. It's and it, it's men and women. It's it's oh, yeah. Democrats, Republicans. It's like it's people. They they want pe- people yeah. go out of their way to look like they're helping and being kind, just for the fame on internet, and they're not really doing anything. They're just there for themselves. And the fear mongering lately point, has been absolutely just insane. Um, you've get you got uh, a 
uh, ACB, Amy Coney Barrett. She got she got uh, she got into the Supreme Court on Monday, and you've got you've got all these politicians having these emergency news conferences to give their two cents on how she's going to how she is going to single handedly remove health care for everybody. Um, get rid of abortions and get Donald Trump into a second term as president. Yeah, and it's just, one justice and that, that. fear mongering drives me absolutely insane. Cause there's people out there that hang on some politicians like, like they are singing the gospel. Yeah. And, and it's like, stop for a second. And, and Republicans do this too. Republicans absolutely do this yes, too. All, yeah. all of them. Yeah. And yeah, it, yeah. it drives me absolutely bananas. I was thinking what would happen if we all stopped paying attention to the national media and we just focused on our local communities Oh, dude, we've, we've talked about this before. We talked about this when we had Dibs on that one time. Yeah. You know, and he's a big proponent of just focus on your local. That's one of the biggest things I took away from that talk yeah. was focus micro, on local. Micro. And and I've been doing a lot of that, trying to, too. Um, well, if you really think about it, right, like, who affects you more in Washington? Yeah. Donald Trump? Yeah. Or Inslee? Well, and the other thing, right. too. like can I... Inslee does, right? And then who affects who affects this county more? It's your local government. Yeah, Jesse in this, Jensen. In this, in this <laughs> county. Yeah. And, like... Donald Trump has nothing to do with what's 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 going on in this in this county. He can say whatever he wants to say. I don't know if you guys know that, but the president is just a figurehead. Thank right. you. So we've talked yeah. about this so yes. many times, and like I my 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 people out there who are just like so delusioned <laughs> with the Donald Trump. Uh, hey, Drew. Drew says AOC has a lot of red flags. Would never date her. Yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> yeah, you might want to talk to your wife and see if that's even a, a possible consideration. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know you guys were opening things up. <laughs> I mean, I know you're Catholic, but. Uh, <laughs> oh. Uh, okay. We're I gonna, can only let's say move that. over here because Lightning's going to strike that guy. I can only say that because Christy's not watching. Oh, gosh. <laughs> if Christy was watching and she heard me say that. Great. Now she's going to get a notification because you mentioned her name. No, Way she's to go. Not. <laughs> um, what was I getting at? Oh, um. That's the whole thing I keep asking people the the you know those like what they call the Trump delusion syndrome or mm. whatever. Like I'm like TDS. How for those people who hate Trump, right? And I'm not sitting here talking about what a great person he is. My point is is that no matter who the president's been during their time frame, how much worse is my life at the end of there or better at the end of there? It really still comes down to my actions, what I do, locally. and how I control yeah, my you know yeah. control my life. Like and. I think people forget that. They're so... You know, I know a few people that are just freaking out. Like, oh my God, if Trump's reelected, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, <laughs> literally, like, if he is and you're not a fan, just go back to work on Wednesday and carry on for the next four <laughs> years. Like, it's not a big deal. Worst case scenario, you're just going to have to listen to him. But I almost want him to be reelected re just for the fact, like, if he doesn't get reelected, I think we're going to have to listen to him more. Like... <laughs> <laughs> For four years, it's just going to be constant Twitter wars. Oh and, my gosh! Uh, press conferences and I, so if Trump doesn't get reelected, yeah, I'm actually more interested in are the Republicans going to do what all the Democrats did? That's when, a good point. Hillary lost. That's yeah. a good point. Are they going to go out and do this thing? I'm not saying all of you guys did. Yeah, I'm not saying a lot of people did, but like there was like a crazy thing going right. So like those are the two things. And then I want to. And, and if Trump wins, are the Republicans going? to go down that path again like yeah. we're like oh my god i can't believe it what what happened like, which is just ridiculous like, which i i'm not gonna lie guys i i find i found very entertaining oh, oh yeah dude, absolutely i'm looking forward to tuesday night because i'm yeah. ready i'm ready with my my keto popcorn or whatever the hell i'm gonna I'm be eating and just like, be like I'm let's here, get this let's get this game show going i want to go through some of these comments but real quick i'm here to tell you that like 
my 14-year-old and, like, 12-year-old daughters who, you know, Maddie's starting to get more into politics. Bro, your daughter can vote for the president in the next election. Yeah, I know. Wow. She's stoked on it. Like, she's You're stoked getting old. It. I know, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, but my, even Maddie was saying to me the other day, and, and she was like, why is it, and this is a legitimate question, I thought, and she's like, why is it that, like, and I'm sorry for my liberal friends out there, I love you. But I think if you're honest with yourself, you know that this is the case. Maddie is like, Maddie literally asks me on her own accord, and we hadn't really talked about any of this. She was like, why is it, Dad, that like after Trump got elected, like that lady screaming on the corner, like her life was over? Right. Maddie was like, did she die or something? Like, did something bad happen to her? And I was like, no, she's probably just fine working No, she became life. a meme. Yeah, she became a meme. Like, she became famous. Good on her. Like, and that's the thing, like, I don't understand. Like... <clears throat> for the most part, like, Republicans will talk a little crap and stuff, you know, or the, the more conservative population, but they just go back to work the next day. You know what I'm saying? Like, the extreme liberal side just <clears throat> gets so worked up, it seems, and tied into their life, tied into politics. Like, just carry on with your life and be a good person. And I think you bring up a good point. It's the extreme liberal side. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, the, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's extreme. But then again, that's that's how I feel like if Trump loses, yeah. what's, the, what's extreme. the extreme right going to do? Yep. Well, here's what I think the extreme right does, honestly. <clears throat> the extreme right is Uncle Randy. Am I wrong? Like, the extreme Randy, right is Uncle Randy. Randy Weaver, Randy Weaver yeah. like Ruby Ridge, Idaho. The extreme right, for the most part... Leave me in my F mind, alone. just says, leave me the F alone, and retreats into their compound with their people, and we don't hear from them for a long period of time. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, there's going to be a few, there, I mean, there's going to be a few knuckleheads. They're going <laughs> to come after our guns, start loading up! Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's it. I mean, that, and that's, and it's funny, because I saw a meme not too long ago, and it showed all these guys with guns coming up out of the woods and stuff, and it was like, it's, and it said, some point, <laughs> they're going to push too many buttons, and the people who don't want to be messed with are going to decide to do something. And I'm like, it's funny... Because it's true. Right. <laughs> like, I don't think people realize there's a lot. And I always hear this. Um, yesterday, someone posted, a friend of mine posted on Facebook, and I'm not going to call him out, but it was something about, you know, you can only get away with pushing around the majority for so long before they finally get upset. And he's a liberal, and he's talking about we're the majority. And I was like, I don't think you understand that uh, it's pretty split in our country. There's really not the majority. You may feel like it. Because the conservative side, like the real deep-rooted conservative people, just tend to keep their mouth shut. Right. And be quiet and go to work and have their yeah. guns and hang out on their farms and whatever. There's going to come a time, though. Yeah. And this is why I've said, and I'm interested in your opinion, because you're in the military and I was in the military. It's like, And I've said to this, this to him a few times. I truly believe we are at the beginning of the end of the United States of America as we believe, mm. as we know it. Maybe not in our lifetime. Maybe 50, 60 years or something like that. But that we're at the beginning of our country being completely reshaped into something different than what we've known. Your thoughts? <clears throat> oh, man, that's horrible. That <laughs> I know. But uh, you think about it. I mean, the, the divide, the split that we are at right now. Well, I think that if we ever get to the point where we think we are about to completely split off, I think something's going to happen to where it unites us again via a world war okay via alien invasion alien invasion which would be <laughs> honest because to be real if there was a real alien invasion the yeah. world would unite yeah <laughs> and here's the thing but isn't man that what bill gates wants <laughs> i don't know but let's say world order but yeah. here's the thing how many other people out there that's the last square you have on 2020 to fill to get a bingo alien invasion <laughs> <laughs> 
blackout. I'm gonna get a blackout. I got bingo. <laughs> yeah, but no, but like I fully believe that like yeah. something is gonna something would just is gonna happen and America is gonna come together and uh, we're not gonna see color and race and ethnic background, I women, hope so. men, whatever you identify as, and then we're gonna come together. We're gonna have some great years. Yeah. And, and then, we'll it, do this and, again. and then we're gonna do this again. I think, I think that I hope so. I feel like our government was built on a on a, a basis of like where it ebbs and flows, ups and downs, you know, like things like the um, World War Two and then the um, Great right. Depression. Those things didn't stop us, you know. And easily, another country could have done something if yeah. they tried to, but once again, you know, the whole Second Amendment right thing, and that, well, but like I'm saying, like. I think something's going to happen. You know what? Everything, you just brought up close. a great point. Why did you just say the Second Amendment thing? I think the Second Amendment, like, like no one's going to invade because we have the largest army. I absolutely agree. And that's and, a great and, point, man. And I didn't that's, even think about that. Yeah. And that's what I believe in, all you guys out there. Like, I feel like, let's speak, if someone was to try to invade us on any of the coastal big cities, LA, San Diego. Huge militia. There's a huge militia. Yeah. Um, I'm telling you... Um, People who are not good people, they also don't want to be invaded. So they'll team up. Oh, yeah. And they'll use their guns that they have illegally and or illegally, that's and they'll point. fight back. I think that's a great point. I've, I've said to Weaver a couple times, and I've mentioned this to my dad, and my dad lost his <clears throat> my dad lost his crap. We've already used the F no. word, so we got to cut back on the uh, the uh, customers. But my dad Wait, lost his crap. Did I cuss again? Charles? No, 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 no. Okay, no, 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 right. no. All the F <laughs> no, no the, the, the FCC only allows us one F word per <laughs> show, so. Yeah. Um, and we've actually been storing it up, so like the last show this year could be just all Fs. No, no, no. Could be a George Carlin episode. But I was mentioning this to my dad. I said, you know, one of the reasons why we have that second amendment, that Second Amendment, um, is the founding fathers. One, the founding fathers just didn't just didn't come back from a hunting trip. Like, there's a reason why yeah. they put that in there. And two, they knew that if the the common people could form a militia and they had their own arms. There's no way in hell the government was going to get up on them. Because yeah. if the government starts getting out of hand, we as citizens have a right to knock that crap back down. And I think that's what's great about the Second Amendment that other countries don't have. Like Australia, they gave up their guns freely. What, yeah. what 10 years ago or something? Yeah. And there's what no there's no guns allowed in, in uh, the UK, if I remember correctly. You can have a gun in Australia. It's just uh, <clears throat> it's a very difficult process. To get it, I, from what I understand, it's like a from talking to my people over there, it's like a six month process to get a gun, and there's a limit on what you can have and ammunition you can have and what you're using it for. Uh, um, it's 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 kind of a big deal. That's a good point though. I never really thought about the idea that other countries don't understand how many houses have guns here and what oh, yeah. that can mean. Oh, I think they do know. <laughs> well, yeah. So I want to get to a couple of these comments because um, here and, I'll and get then, the first one while you're going through there. Trump was supposed to start World War Three. Turns out. He's he's the only recent president to not start a war or even attack a country. That's a great point. Yeah. We've had no wars or skirmishes. I think the important thing to realize with Trump uh, is did that he really not attack a country, just an airport. I mean, I mean, let's be real. Yeah. Be, Which uh, one? Which one? I'm, I, I'm saying he, I'm, he, I'm blanking. He, he, when he, he bombed and took out, he the, took uh, out that I, that uh, that leader. The, the ISIS yeah. leader. Oh, what? That was in another country. Yeah, or that something? was in yeah. another country. Okay. That was the whole where that was the whole point of where he was going to start World War Three. Right. Right. Oh, that's but right. Nothing, but nothing. Happened. Oh my gosh! You know his presidency has been like ten years long, so I totally yeah. forgot about that. Uh, yeah. Drew says, "Want to see Trump reelected so I can see all the snowflakes cry again." That makes me laugh. Yes, uh, Drew. Let's go up to the top here because I want to. Carlson said earlier because I was talking about the car tab initiative, and I think this is a good point. He said, "A Washington court car tab initiative unconstitutional because it combined more than one subject in the initiative." 
Correct. That is, he's absolutely correct. Initiative Which is not the first time that's been knocked down as unconstitutional because of that reason. But here's the thing. The sex education bill had four subjects in it. And, and the whole reason people are trying to vote that down is for the same reason. And the governor signed that into law without a gripe and sent it to court to be shot down. You know what I'm saying? And um, Or it's now, it's now because we... Now I think it's signatures. a referendum. Now it's a referendum. But my point is, is that... Which I shot down. It's another... It's another instance of when it works for you. Right. So they use that whole, well, you can't have more than one subject in an initiative. They use that to shoot down the car tabs, but they don't want to use that same rule when it comes to the uh, sex education bill. So I'm just... That's all I'm asking for over some of these, some of these politicians on each side. Uh, all of them. Let's have some consistency right. in following the freaking guidelines. Anyone notice that Trump's... Uh, Harper says, anyone notice that Trump's family is out helping his campaign, but Biden's on his own? What the hell? Um... Magruder says, I'd like to seriously sit and converse with a hard-left liberal with an open mind. I really don't get the idea that increasing government involvement is any, in anything helps anyone. What is That is what always trips me up about D versus... I would love yeah. to sit down with some... Well, actually, I've done it before. One of my former clients. <clears throat> I've sat down with her, and we've talked. We've enjoyed a glass of wine, and we've talked about stuff, and it's like... You can actually have conversations with people that have different opinions, and you can come to some kind of consensus. It's the loud mouths on both sides that just... It's extremists. Yeah, which it gets to a point where you're like, you know what, I just yeah. don't care anymore. Yeah. I just... I, shut up. I don't care anymore. Um, a couple things here. Uh, let see. We got through the initiative thing. Hey, what did I... War. Hey, what did I sugarcoat? Or did I not sugarcoat it? Uh, Charlie... Uh, oh, I think he was just telling you to... Yeah. I think you were holding back on something. On something, and he was oh, like, "Don't, yeah." Don't we're like, "No, dude, let it rip." <laughs> so I can't. I, you know, I don't want to use. Do you know? Do you know? Yesterday, what the number one search thing on Google was? How to redo my vote? Yep. <laughs> so, I, and this isn't me making stuff up. Okay, in the states of Florida, Arizona, there's like seven states, um, and, it, and it, they've directly attached it. The three of the top ten searches. The number one search was how to change my vote, and it was in line with the Biden allegations with Hunter. Yeah. The other searches on that was Hunter Biden allegations, Joe Biden involvement stuff. And there's unfortunately, which I think is which I think is kind of a crap situation. There's only five states where you can actually change your vote once it's sent in. Um, it's like Massachusetts, Maryland, and there's like five of them. Um, almost, it's almost weird. It's almost weird how people were pushing, how one side was pushing for early, early voting. voting. Yeah. Weird. I'm just saying, I'm not saying oh, anything, but it's, oh, it's kind of weird, right? So it's just interesting to me that now all of a sudden people are wanting like, oh, crap. Yeah. I mean, you know, like in this Biden stuff is coming out a week before. Good morning, Renee. Good so, morning to oh, you. Renee says young? Civil War. You know, I think we actually might be in a Civil War right now, just not like what history has shown us is a civil war. Yeah. I think we've got, I think we've got Delaware. Yeah. Delaware is one. Yeah. Arizona is a big thing right now. There's a uh, voter regret is what the, one of the topics on the news last night. And um, honestly, here's the thing. What I, I understand Hunter's connection to Joe Biden. Get it. That's his dad. Yeah. His dad may have done some, may have helped him with some things, but I think the allegations that, are starting to come out about what he had on his laptop, Hunter Biden. Yeah. I, I, at the end of the day, that's Hunter Biden making his own choices. And I can't, I can't necessarily fault Joe Biden. I agree to, I for agree those to things. I can only fault Joe Biden if he was given Hunter hookups to different jobs, different contracts, different money, all that okay, kind of so stuff. I, there's levels of that for me. So <laughs> one, there's three levels of it for me. One, 
for the rumors out there, and this is, I, I tend to believe where there's smoke, there's fire, usually. Oh, okay. How much fire, whether it's a campfire or a raging forest fire, who knows? But um, did he receive any, did Joe Biden benefit financially? So if he did, that's a whole other level he needs, to be, right. he needs to be removed from the race. Secondly, the next level would be he didn't benefit at all, but he knew what was going on and turned a blind eye. In my mind, if you knew what was going on with anything illegal, um, underage, human trafficking, any that kind of stuff, and you turned a blind eye, you're not fit to be president of the country. Period. Period. Whether he should be indicted or not is a whole nother, whole nother topic. Whole nother topic. But if you know something like that's going on and you turn a blind eye, you are not fit to be president of the country, in my mind. And the third level is, I have no idea what's going on. He literally had no idea what's going on. Hunter's his own man, and, and it can be proven beyond a shadow doubt, he had no idea what's going on. In that case, still don't think you should be president of the country, and this is why. Not because maybe you're not capable, but because your position as the leader of the free world is compromised. Whether it's your fault or not, whether it's your fault or not, it's just like if one of my kids does something stupid well, at school. Said it's their actions, Trump. but I'm still got to deal with it. They've said that about Trump. They've said that uh, <sighs> if he still has some kind of a connection to some of his business dealings, yeah, he's compromised. And and I totally I agree, I agree. with that. Yeah, yeah I agree. absolutely. It goes both ways. Yeah. So why don't you hook me up here? And uh, Renee, really, Hunter Biden allegations are finally getting media attention. Really? Yeah, I know. I didn't realize that. About freaking time. I I heard last week. Was it last week? I heard last week some of the stuff that was was on the laptop, bro. Him, him snorting a line of coke off a underage hooker, bro. Yeah, uh, there, it's it's now worse, that might be you, it's worse. You lost than that. me at underage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> up until then, I was like, "Where's the party?" Yeah. It's on my bucket list. Why no, was I invited? It's, it's worse than that, man. And I don't even feel comfortable talking. And that's about where I'm it. at, Harper. Any of the three, and it's. And, 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 and the lesser of the three is like he had no idea, which is completely possible. I pulled some things p past my parents that they had no idea about, but that doesn't mean they weren't compromised. That doesn't mean oh, that yeah. if I didn't get caught, that they weren't going to be the ones that had to go get me out of jail or, or uh -huh. whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is a <laughs> this is a uh, and a much bigger deal than me like spray painting the trestle or doing something stupid. You know what I mean? Like, oh my gosh! So I like what so, Drew and Magruder are saying here. I think something bigger is about to happen to Biden before election night. My tinfoil hat told me this. I can't disagree with you, Drew. Uh, Magruder says, "Break out that tinfoil cap, Rory. What if the D's put Biden up, knowing there was no way he'd get reelected, knowing Trump would win, and knowing the world powers, uh, domestic groups will assassinate or attempt to assassinate him? What has been the flashpoint of most of the bigger wars in the last couple of centuries? What if it wasn't the D's that put Biden where he is? What if it was the globalists? Not saying, just asking the questions. You know, Magruder, you're you're talking my language with the tinfoil hat going on right here, man. I don't know. Check the couch." Did you notice? Did you notice in the last couple of weeks that Nancy Pelosi was putting forth clarification guidelines on the Twenty Fifth Amendment? Yeah, no, she started not. a. Um, she she wants to start a committee. Uh, oh wait, are you, 25th are you talking about? Committee. Are you talking about the one where um, they can remove the president? Twenty Fifth yeah. Amendment is it, you remove <clears throat> the president if he's unfit to do his job. Which yes. they've tried to. They've in a bad way they've tried to use that against trump but they've yeah. nothing's been able to stick Funny however I, however tinfoil hat time everybody ding 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 biden gets elected they remove him camilla from... pushes him off the cliff yeah <laughs> he's not fit to be president uh sleepy joe's actually actually comes out to carly's have on to hey carly um no, so, we got, so got basically the they're doing it so they can do it to themselves 
quite yeah. possible. I mean, it's quite possible. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, we. I'm waiting for more. I'm. I'm to be honest with you. Like, I understand that. I feel like Joe Biden's son might have done something wrong. I'm sure. Well, mm-hmm. like I but said, where there's smoke, there's fire. Usually. What I'm saying is, is uh, all the information's not out there yet. That's right. I need to see the. I need to. I need to see the information. Mm-hmm. I need. Like, I need to read about it, talk about it with some people, see what their inputs are. Yeah. That's how I. That's how I view things. Like, so. That's how I try to do a lot of things because like, it's good. Um, news is coming out too fast, and news is going out so fast that you don't have time to process. It's wrong. Oh yeah, it's yeah. wrong. Or yeah, you didn't yeah. get you didn't get the whole story. Yeah, you know. And then like, so I don't want to react. I don't want to react because after you react, you can't you can't really. Oh, I didn't know. I'm taking it back. Yeah. yeah well, but true. here's the problem. You if gotta, you look you over the settle. if you yeah. look over the last four years. That hasn't stopped the media on some of the it stories. It doesn't. It doesn't. And, and that's what irritates the hell out of me yeah. is all of a sudden the media has ethics when it comes to the higher, uh, the Hunter Biden story. You have ethics now? Yeah. Well, hold on a second here. I yeah. mean, either either you do have ethics or you throw this crap out there like you do on every other freaking story. Yeah, our boy Harper <clears throat> says 2020 has taught us get the full story first. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. true. I just, my, my problem with all people is... Um, <laughs> you like that? You like that lead? All people. My um, problem with all people. Here comes a generalized statement. Yep, <laughs> now this is in the political forum. Is <sighs> no one wants to hold Carly Ryan? Yeah. Good morning. Hey. Um, so we got Carly and Renee. Selective on, ethics. The dynamic we call duo. It. <laughs> Selective ethics. That, and that's the thing is like, no one wants to hold. Everyone wants to. Uh, all the Democrats want to scream at Trump for everything he does wrong, but doesn't want to hold their own side accountable for the same bullcrap. And all the Republicans want to scream at. Pelosi or Schumer, whoever else, about things that they do, but don't want to look in their own kitchen to see what's going on. Yeah. And it's like, dude, standards and guidelines that everyone must adhere to and everyone must be, you know, abide by in a poll. And it, it's just, and it, 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 what we talked about me, this with the SCOTUS thing. What irritates, yeah, exactly. What irritates me is that you got McConnell four years ago saying what he said about Obama shouldn't uh, be putting forth a, a nominee, which I remember back in 2016, like, no, he Obama needs to be putting he a put nominee. He put forth a nominee. Yeah, he put, and they just, they knocked it Merrick down. Garland or whatever. And, yeah. and I, that, that pissed me off because I'm like, that, you still, you're still the president, you still need to do it. So when McConnell came out, and he completely is hypocritical about what he said four years ago. That pissed me off. Now, I, I still thought that they needed to move forward because Trump is the president until, until January. January. Yeah. 20th. So he's still doing his job. And the thing is, he's following what he's supposed to be doing as the president. Like, we don't stop because there's an we're election. We don't stop running the country. No. Because, yeah. and, and the thing is, is, some people say, well, we got to wait. we got to let the will of the people decide this. The will of the people decided this four years ago for him and two years ago, four years ago when you had senators running for office. So the will of the people has happened. Now, if you want to change it, change it in this election and then, you know, do those things going forward. But the, the hypocrisy really did piss me off with McConnell. It, yeah. So it's not yeah, just yeah, yeah. a Democrat thing. Republicans do it too, and it's irritating as hell. I read the dumbest thing yesterday, by the way, on the SCOTUS thing. Some idiot on Twitter. Oh, gosh. Twitter's like my playground right now. <laughs> and I used to hate Twitter. Um, because he doesn't I'm, want to be on Facebook for all of the negativity, but he runs the Twitter. <laughs> because I'm veiled in secrecy. <laughs> Oh, you, got, you got a burner account? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So I can, like, just, yeah. I actually had three at one time. Yeah. So so here's the deal with it. Is that, and this is Quantrell, good morning. Someone posted this, and it just killed me. They said, they said, um, uh, they were talking about uh, Ginsburg, okay? Yeah. Bear Ginsburg. Yep. And we've talked about her until we're blue in the face, and you and I have, in the yes. sense that, like, 
I got mad respect for that woman. She was a trailblazer, and yeah. and she did incredible. I didn't things. agree with her politics, yeah. but mad yes. respect. But mad yes. respect. Yeah, didn't agree with her politics. But here's the deal. Two things on this whole thing. Ruth Bader Ginsburg went when she was initially in the court. One of the things she always said was, "You give no hint, no inclination of to what you vote." As a judge, no one should know your politics. Yep. Hands down. Yep. Your job as a Supreme Court justice is not to be biased. It's not it's not to be biased. Your job is to be completely unbiased and interpret the law. Yes. In the story. Yes. It's not to vote with what you think should happen. And it's, it's Congress that is supposed to make the, the law. law. Yes. I mean, this is Civics 101. And, and Ruth Bader Ginsburg, my one issue with her is she said that early on in her career and then constantly went against that throughout her career, giving her opinion on crap, where she always said she never would. Um, and actually, our new justice, Amy, there, uh, I just call her Amy. Amy. You know, Amy you know on a first name basis. Yeah. She called her out the other day on that. She said, we're talking about a woman, she's like, I'm not going to tell you what I'm going to do if a vote comes up on RV Wade or whatever. Like, I'm just not. Like, and I'm invoking Ruth Bader Ginsburg, but I'm going to stick to it. And I was like, oh, <laughs> She, she, she's not even cold yet. <laughs> and I'm like, but but anyways, my point being was that somebody yesterday said, um, they posted this thing on Twitter that said um, 52 to 48 was the vote, right? And they were like, it's an absolute <laughs> slap in the face to Ginsburg that we're going to push her through at 52 to 48 when she got 96 votes for a confirmation. Sorry. I'm sorry. It's all right. We got to take a break here for a second. Hold on, uh, Jake Schley says, look like the guy stuck between two friends on a flight to Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> True story. Don't worry, we'll let him talk eventually. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but here, here's my thing, though, is that this guy on Twitter said she got 96 votes, so it's a slap in the face to give Amy Coney Bear her seat. And I thought, two things, buddy. One, it's not Ginsburg's seat. She occupied a seat on the Supreme Court for a while. That doesn't mean that everybody that comes after her has to be in her form. Like, that, it's not her seat. It's the Supreme Court justice seat. It's the seat of the United States of America. And now she no longer fills it. So it doesn't mean that we need a mini Ruth Gator Bins, uh, Bader Ginsburg in that spot. It's whoever's next. So it, that whole thing. Oh, it's her seat. You're slapping her and, in the face. And isn't that... Didn't we just have democracy just happen? Yeah. Where everybody's dying for democracy. Yeah. And democracy, if you understand the true form of democracy, it's mob rule. And we so, were... In, in her to receive <laughs> she got 90, no votes. Yeah. In her to receive 96 <laughs> votes, that's great. Yeah. We were also in a much different spot as a country at that point. You know what I'm saying? How we interpreted things. Yeah. That wasn't going to happen. That's not ever going to happen again. And mm. in my mind, that doesn't speak to the testament of how great RBG was, even though she was a great woman. That speaks more to the testament of just where we were as a country as compared to now. Anyways. <clears throat> so, um, talking about hypocrisy. Oh, yeah. So, during <laughs> so during the first presidential debate, um, after the it wasn't like right after the debate was over, but it was like a week, like maybe like a week after it was over, after listening to people talk. Is when I decided on who I was going to vote for, and so what I believe in is is uh, no matter what side I'm on, Republican or Democrat, yeah, it's my duty as an American citizen to vote for who I feel is best to fill the seat. Yeah, yeah, not hundred percent, not not because I'm Republican, I'm voting for Trump, and not because I'm a Democrat, I'm voting for Joe Biden. Okay? Yeah, yeah. But um, what I got out of it was um, <clears throat> during the first debate was. Um, all the Republicans heard was Antifa is not a group. Okay, that's fair. And all the yeah. Democrats heard was I'm not denouncing white supremacy. Because he because yeah. he didn't he didn't right? Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. But like at the same time, both sides messed up. 
but they're only pointing the finger. Yeah. So like at that point, I was like, yeah, I was like, I don't, I don't like either of these guys. I'm not voting for either of these guys. <laughs> yeah, that's, and, and that's I did, fair. And I and I didn't. I don't know if uh, I'm a yeah. I didn't vote for Joe Biden and or Trump. Yeah, that's what third I did party. four years ago. Yeah, I yeah. voted. I voted for third party. Yeah. Even though everyone keeps telling me it's a waste of vote, which is weird because that's what all the Democrats and Republicans say. It's a waste yeah. of vote to them. But yeah. <laughs> my my thought too. And Ed Keeley had a point. We talked about this. Ed and I at one point talked about this in the sense that like. It's not a waste of vote if your goal is to bring legitimacy to the third-party vote. Because right now, as it has been in the last 20 years, your third-party vote may garner less than half a percent or whatever. But if it got to the point where that third party was getting 10, 12, 15 percent of the vote, which is legitimate, that would start to send a signal to the powers that be that, like, hey, the American people are not happy with what we're wheeling out there. Exactly. You know what I mean? And so I have encouraged people, my point of view, and, and you being in the military... My point of view is always, you should vote, but you should vote with education behind it. Don't just vote willy-nilly based on a party line. Like, actually educate yourself. Read about things. And if you truly believe that Joe Bag of Donuts is the best, you know, it's not Biden, it's not Trump, it's Joe Bag of Donuts, then then vote for Joe Bag of Donuts. Because whether or not that person is going to win or not... That's your voice, and it should be heard that way. And 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 change is never going to be brought about, and the uh, the ability of a third party to be a legitimate threat is never going to be brought about if people just continue to say, "I'm not going to do it because it's wasted." Yeah, like, and, and I feel like this year, like everyone's just everyone who's voting for Trump is like, "I am not. I have to do everything in my power to make sure Joe Biden is not president." And everyone who's voting for Joe Biden is like, "We need to vote him out," you know? Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. like, it's like, yo. Uh, you guys just come together and find a better candidate yeah, and, and find a better candidate. Yeah. And you know, what's funny is I'll let you guys know. I, I voted for Trump. I voted for Trump. You know why? Cause ultimately my vote doesn't matter in a blue state. <laughs> I was talking about something this other day and it's, uh, you know, who you vote for in a blue state. If you're a conservative, it doesn't matter. Um, and if you're in a red state, honestly, and you're voting, you know, for, uh, you know, uh, the blue guy, it's uh, or gal. It doesn't matter there as much either. It, I mean, it's not going to be counted, right, in the long run, outside of the popular vote. So, what, what determines if a state is blue or red? Is it the whoever the governor is? No, it's or, just, or or just the voting whoever, population. The population is. Yeah, yeah like okay. tends to be. So. Because, like, what happens if what if Culp wins next week? Oh my gosh! Holy crap! Don't don't tease me with a good time. I'm just saying that. Yeah. What if he wins? You know I do. Like, wouldn't could, that be crazy? Could you imagine if Washington State had an electoral college. Dude, can you... Can I, Here, I got one. Yeah, right? Can you imagine... <laughs> oh, dude. It couldn't... Then are you saying that just King County couldn't decide who's the governor of our state? Exactly! Yeah. And that's... A, and so that's that's another thing that kind of bothers me about, like, uh, like major... Like, major, like, places that have major cities. It's mm-hmm. like, California is ran by San Francisco and L.A. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the entire it's central huge, is... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No one people yeah. Do, people don't realize that there's a lot. There's a huge conservative population in California, away from the coast, farmers, plantation, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Even areas of like Orange County are deeply conservative because they have got they've got money and they want to hold on to their money. Yeah. And so they like the tax programs that are Republican. Bro, so Christian, our our resident husky and hardcore Trump loving fan, there's the cock. Good morning, chicken. Did you hear about the Girl Scouts putting up an ad congratulating Amy Barrett for being a Supreme Court judge? There was a defiant. Liberals ripping on the Girl Scouts, and so the Girl Scouts took down the ad because of the flack they that got. That is bull crap. This is, pisses me off. This is where you yeah. liberal women, liberal women, you don't care about women's rights. You don't care about 
advancing women in our society. You don't care. You don't care. This is absolutely ridiculous. Here's a mom who has built her career, and she's she's a faithful Catholic, and she's a faithful wife, and she's awesome. Freaking awesome. She's a great role model for women. And you liberal women out there, tear her down. This is bullcrap. Man, that, that pisses me off. <laughs> Good God. Man. Maddie actually uh, texted me today. She says, I don't understand why so many women are ripping down Barrett. I don't understand either. Yeah, and I was like, because... Well, think, I mean, I understand, well, but... It's because they think that she's going to take away their abortion rights. Wait, is this Joey Long? Dude, is this Joey Long? Joey Long! Joey! Joey's on here, man. Yeah. That's Drew's <laughs> son. Uh, Boy, that, that rooster won't shut the frick up. And let's see. So... Gruder says, put a fake line of coke on your rump and a mannequin with a Biden mask on your back and you'll win every costume contest out there. Yeah, that'd be funny. <laughs> oh, well, boy. and I get, you know, I'm not trying to pat Drew, us on the back. Drew, said, Drew replied to Joey, says, shouldn't you be doing schoolwork? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to pat us on the back, but we just got done talking about Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yeah. yeah. Don't necessarily agree with her politics and her stance on stuff, but what do we say? An amazing woman, a trailblazer, yeah. someone who, just an an awesome story, and yeah. we got people out there ripping a con, a conservative woman because she's conservative. You people make me sick, and if you're a conservative out there and you rip liberal women, you make me sick too. Because if well, we're trying, if we're trying to get to a point, women they are. if we're trying to get to a point where there is is more equality in our society, you people. On the fringe are causing the problems. Shan Crab Stanton. <laughs> uh, women's rights are only fashionable if you're a liberal. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. You know what? We've been talking politics way yeah, too let's much. Jump off of it. Way too much. What else? Let's we uh. Talk about? Let's hear about the the old Weaver boy over here. He goes hunting on Friday, and within 24 hours. Yeah. He's done. Have you ever gone hunting there, Charlie? <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not really a hunter. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, uh, there was that arcade game, uh, like Big Hunter. Yeah, you, yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. I play that down at the firehouse all the time, man. Yeah, yeah. Just, besides that, it's, Joey no. has informed me that he is done with school for the time being. I actually am looking in the window and I've see, I see Maddie walking around. So, uh, <laughs> so they must be there. She is. Yeah. So they must be. Uh, done. She's cruising around. Uh, but Maddie is not allowed to have a Facebook account. So, um, all right. So she will not be on here. You know what? Bella and Ryan don't have Facebook accounts either. We've said no. I've, you know, I'm tempted to have her on. We should have her and Joey on, dude. Uh, oh my gosh, that would be rad. That would be really rad. Oh my gosh. All right, we'll talk to we'll talk to Drew about. It. Um, and this is the day where we all point to where Rory lost it. Yeah. Oh, dude, oh no. Today's not the day. Yeah. <laughs> Meet down exactly. Gruder. Oh, by the way. Meet down. By the way, Quantrell said he's dressing up as a stripper for Halloween. I saw that. Yeah. So, Congratulations. You don't know, dude. David is one of my really close friends who's also a Marine. Uh, he's a realtor uh, that runs around with Rory and I in our group. And uh, He's a pretty big deal. He's, he's, got, he's, he's an icon. He's a pretty big deal and he's a pretty big guy. Uh, and I, I don't mean like, I don't mean that by like overweight like deal. <laughs> He's a husky dude, and he sends me these photos of him in like silkies and all this kind of stuff, like the silky, you know, silky. military running pants. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah why, why would you anyway? Oh, wear dude, those? he sent me one where he's in silkies and it's an American eagle, and the beak is like right there. Like, and I'm like, bro, <laughs> no shame from from Q. Q had COVID a couple weeks ago, and uh, I, I don't, I, he didn't really have COVID. Well, he might have, but he nearly died. But he's back, so we can't kill that guy. Um, Drew says he likes the idea. I do too. Oh man, that'd be great. Uh, did you see Luke lean back and puff up his chest of that deer story? Uh, 
<laughs> no, that's indigestion. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so we went hunting on Friday. I'll, I'll tell the story quick. So, um, for those of you who know, so you say I'm not really a hunter. I didn't grow up a hunter. I didn't grow up hunting. Um, it wasn't until I was 30 years old that I went for the first time, and that was with my one of my best friends, my brother Neil, um, got me into it. And um, I, uh, so now it's been 10 years. I think oh I've gone. Gosh. Harper says he's, for Halloween he's going as a Marine in Thailand on leave. That a boy. That a boy. Bro, take dude. Take a liberty buddy with you. Give me a call. <laughs> all right, anyway. Um, all right. So So hunting season started Saturday. So we left Friday for the cabin, 6-hour drive. And uh, we got up there, got all set up uh, Friday afternoon. Woke up the butt cracking on Saturday. Drove an hour and a half to the spot we wanted to be. I'm not telling you where we were at. Um, so you guys didn't there? No, we didn't go up not the, at the cabin. hill at the cabin. No, we drove up to um, some DNR and... Uh, 90 minutes away? Yeah. Holy well, crap. Well, really it's only... Uh, go ahead. Nobody will notice that your phone fell. That's yeah, right. yeah. So it was a half hour <laughs> drive to where we wanted to get to where we got off on the Forest Service roads. And then it took us about 45 minutes to an hour from there to get Holy to where we crap. wanted to. So we got up on top of this. Check this out. So we get up on top of this mountain. And Joe, poor Joe, I love you, buddy. Um, he's got this spot just staked that he's going to go up on top of this clear cut. It's a great spot, and it's where they saw a bunch of deer last year. And I'm like, okay, well, he's got this spot, so I'm going to I'm gonna go do some moving around. You know, and Neil, so Joe's up on top. Joe's up on top, and Neil went down the ridge line. And I said, well, I'm going to go down the clear cut. I'm going to get down there, and it kind of dove into the woods, and I'm going to dive into the woods there along the timber. And Do you guys have radios? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we had our radios, and uh, so I go, so Joe parks at the top. We've been there about 15 minutes, tops, 20 minutes. And I said, all right, I'm going to head down. And I head down the clear cut along the side of the timber, make a left into the timber, and I'm cruising along. And we are about 45 minutes into the hunt on day one. The funny thing about this was that the day before we were at Walmart getting stuff, and I hear some guy go, I hear some guy says, <laughs> he goes, they're talking about hunting and how long they're going to be out. And the guy like legitimately says, with all the conviction in the world, says, well, I plan on getting my buck on day one. And I couldn't help it. I out loud said, well, you can plan on whatever the F you want. <laughs> he kind of looked at me and his buddy laughed. And I'm like, you know, I mean, you have best laid plans, right? And so that was kind of the joke we kept saying for the next like 12 hours was like, you can plan on whatever the F you want. Like <laughs> getting it on day one. So here we are about 45 minutes into it. And I do this. I scan from left to right up the ridge. And all of a sudden I go, wait a minute. And I look back and it looked like a burnt out stump, like the white, but it was like the white of the chest. And so I very slowly pull my scope up and I look, I'm like, oh no, it's a buck. But I couldn't tell, we need three points or better. So I couldn't tell, but it looked just like a forked horn. So it looked like two points and I'm like, so we just stare at each other for like five minutes. And then he hears something to his right, my left, and he turns his head and I scope in. I'm like, oh, it's a three point. <laughs> or as Neil would call it, he's a shooter. <laughs> so, so, but I can't get a clear shot from where I'm at, and he's about 80 yards, and I can't through. And I'm like, I if I take a shot right now, it's it's a very difficult shot, and if I miss, you know, it hits a tree or something like that through all this brush, he's gone. I'll, I'm not going to see him again. You know, he ain't going to stop running for half a mile. So, right. so I'm like, okay. So I just keep watching, keep watching. So I'm like, I want him to move. Like I literally want him to move. But he was being very calm, so I didn't think he was gonna. I just wanted to like walk one way or another. So I kind of took a couple steps up the hill towards him, and then he turned and started to walk. And he walked into the line, the tree line, where I couldn't see him. So I made a careful point to see where he was at. And then I had to go around 
this whole clump of trees, this draw of trees to get up there. So I didn't see him for about 10 minutes, but I just went to where up the top to where I last saw him at. I'm breathing really hard. I had to go straight up this hill and I get up there <laughs> and I'm in great shape right now. So, um, and then I, and when I got to the spot where he was at, I turned and started to go the direction he went. And a couple minutes later, I look up and there he is about 60 yards and he's just looking at me and I'm like, <sighs> <sighs> getting this hill and he's so, thinking it's a bear coming up yeah. the hill <laughs> so q will love this q will love this i literally like thought i i dude i just and you know do we were just talking about earlier uh charles and i before the show started we we're talking about the uh, shooting range at camp pendleton edson range and um i literally like in my mind all of a sudden just transported back to edson range and and listening to my initial shooting coach in the marine corps going let all of your air out, out yeah. you know to like steady yourself and so i take the safety off i come all the way up and I and I I could literally hear my PMI, my instructor telling me let all your air out, and I was breathing so hard, so I just go, Whoo! and right when I let the air out, touched it off, and uh, dude, one shot, one kill, it uh, right through the heart, so done. And it's so funny, I get on the radio and I go, I'm all like, I'm calm, but I'm fired up, and I go, and they, I know they can hear the shot all the side of the mountain, so I just go, that was me, <laughs> and I put it down. I wasn't, you know, in my mind, I'm like. I don't miss. You know I got something. I, so, uh, and also Joe goes, and? <laughs> and I go, oh yeah, I, I got one down. <laughs> and so, then they, uh, so we're 45, less than an hour, 45 minutes to an hour into day one. You can plan them where the F you want. And I, and uh, I dropped them and uh, Joe just jumped right in. Like Joe just started gutting. Like he was like field dressing, like before I could even like budge. Like he's, I'll give him all the credit in the world. He's like, no, I got this. You know, so I owe him some meat for all that, for, for that. But, um, and uh, field dressed it and snapped some pictures. And then it dawned on me that I had to go, that we were like 800 yards from the truck. That and was had to the go. next question. And so you remember when I got Oh, Earl. I remember it. And so... <laughs> I almost want to say that Earl was easier because um, his 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 rack was so wide that remember I could stand in front and hold the antlers right. on both sides and you could grab the legs and so we could go. Um, this one not as big as Earl and so I had to we each had to grab one side of the rack and drag up the hill and oh. just kind of drag. And there's dude logs and stuff from that clear cut down so we're going around things and over things and we would go like 20 you know we'd go like 20 30 yards and stop and yeah. you know you remember and, oh i remember and, that that was brutal and i had on the i had my hunting app up on my phone on the <laughs> gps so i was like i kept drawing a line to where the truck was because i had marked it. i'm like 185 more yards dude <laughs> and so then we <laughs> one of us would go ahead and figure out like what's the quickest way oh, you know man. best way and anyways we got him up there and the great thing was, is in my mind, I was like, crap, I got something on Saturday. I have to leave here by Sunday. I mean, I have to leave here by Sunday, Monday, because I got meat hanging, and right. I don't want it to go bad. You know, when you and I had a roll down, it was 70, 75 degrees. Right. So, and remember, we called Neil that night from Tenasca, because I said, hey, dude, it's this is how warm it is. And he was like, you guys need to get down the mountain tomorrow. It's too warm for the meat. You got to get down. So we had to get out like the very next day. Yeah. Luckily for us, we were probably planning on going the next day anyway. So it wasn't really cutting into the trip. But I had a week planned to be up there. And I was like, I'm going to have to leave on day two, day three, and not get my whole week. But the temperature's bombed. 
and it was oh yeah at most it was 41 degrees during the day and it was getting down to like 20 21 at night so the meat froze and it hung there all week just fine jeez so uh harper says site alignment site picture yeah dude he knows yeah uh, he Magruder knows says all you got to do after that is drink a lot of beer and wish everyone else good luck so <laughs> good hunt fellas yeah and so uh no didn't have a sled down there which we talked about that the last yeah. time i went hunting with them was maybe you should have a sled or we at had, least have the we had a pack board um yeah. back at the cabin we could <laughs> yeah i know we could have marked it and come back, but it wasn't that big of a deal. It took us like 45 minutes huffing and puffing to get it up to where it needed to be. You know, similar to what we had last time. Um, luckily for us with Rory and I, it, it could have been way worse. Oh, remember? Oh, hell yeah. See, running into worse. the neighbor actually ended up being a blessing, but um, all the screw that guy now. But um, was how was did you guys run into him this time? No, nah, no, nah, nah, we didn't see Wild nah. Bill. So we, Neil was like, F that guy. Um, there goes Rex. Neil's like, let's take the deer up to his house. And like, hey, look what we got. So, um, anyway, I, I basically went on, um, it's funny, I went on, um, I just went on um, spot duty for the rest of the week. I went with them everywhere, carried my gun, because you never know what you're going to run into up there, um, bear, you know, mountain lion or something like that. But, um, and I just basically went with either Neil or Joe and tried to stay close and spot, you know, directions they weren't looking. And we saw a lot of forked horn the rest of the week and doe, not another shooter, unfortunately, mm. which was a bummer. Um, but the good news is, is we saw so many fork and horn up there. I was like, dude, next year we get here on day one, you can plan on where the F you want. But I, I feel like there's going to be a lot of shooters up there for day one next year. But, um, it was, dude, <coughs> I got a week in the cabin. Beautiful thing. Got to see some of Neil's family who I, you know, love and adore. Um, and, uh, spend time with those guys. And, um, I, you know, I told, I told them when we got back, I was like, you know you have really good friends when you could spend a whole week in a 400 square foot cabin and not get tired of each other. You know, he played a lot of rummy, drank a lot of uh, whiskey cokes, and uh, had a good time and, and hung out at the local watering hole. Um, and, oh, I didn't tell you, I don't know if I told you when we got back, I, I ran over to Mountain View Meats to drop it off, and I go in there, and Justin's mom, Justin's my best friend growing up, and he, um, she works there, and I walk in, and she knows why I'm there. She's like, oh, you know, and, and she comes up, and she's like, honey, um, we're not taking any right now. I'm like, you shut your mouth when you're talking to me. <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, the only way we can take it is if you debone it. We have so many in from, um, we have so many in from like cattle and hog farmers bringing in their meat to be butchered right now because of COVID. Um, for whatever reason, she's like, we don't have any hooks to hang. And I'm like, she was, oh, unless you debone it. And I'm like, I don't, I've never deboned. I just bring it in here to you guys. So I don't know, you know. And so she goes, well, hold on a second. And so she turns around to, the manager of the whole place like goes, Christy, who is this? And she's like, this is my son. This is my best friend's, or she goes, this is my son's best friend. Like I, you know, I'm like, this is mom right here. Like she raised me, you know? And so she goes, hold on, let me, she goes, Christy, go talk to whoever it was in the back and to explain. And so she goes back there next thing I know they come out and they go, Nope, your family, bring your truck around. And I'm like, Oh, oh thank my you, goodness. Jesus. I got like a hundred This guy over here. <laughs> Jeez. And so I take it back there, and he goes, and the head butcher, he's like, hey, I just can't hang it right now, so I can't tell you the hanging meat right now, the weight. He goes, although it's pretty big, because there were some other ones hanging there, he goes, it's a lot bigger than these ones. Um, so he tagged it, and he goes, don't worry about it. He put it on a cart, put it in the freezer. He goes, your family, it'll be taken care of. And uh, I was like, ah, oh, gave moms a big hug, got out of there, head home. Yeah. Showered for about an hour to scrub off all the grime, but because oh, all I was taking, you know, how it oh, was, yeah, like, there's no shower up hooker there, hooker baths when you're up there. Oh, so, yeah. Um, uh, Paul Carlson says, Deer hunting, do you guys keep track of prion tracking? Because that crap is 
in parts no. of Montana? No, do not. What what is that? I don't know. Um, do you guys keep track of pioneer trucking? No. I well, I don't. I don't even know what that is. I don't so know what that is to, either. Um, yeah. So, anyways, uh, that was the uh, that was the story. Elk hunting's coming up next. Hopefully, you get an elk this year. I'll probably take a couple days and go um, up to like Mountain Baker Wilderness just for the day. Just leave early in the morning, get up and and hunt for the day. Maddie really wants to go this year. Um, Laney's now itching to go. Um, I think getting them their own hunting rifles is on the agenda at this point and start getting them dialed in. All they've really ever shot is the uh, the BB gun. So we're going to start teaching them how to sight in. And um, I'm excited that they want to go. You know, I mean, there's a side of me that's like, Neil's like, hey, you got to bring Maddie up to the cabin. And I'm like, I can't bring Maddie to the cabin. You guys are savages, dude. Like, <laughs> you guys say things I've never heard before, you know. And so, but, you know. Neil loves my kids, and he and they absolutely adore Uncle Neil. And he's like, "I'll watch it when they're up here. I'll be a little bit more." So the the idea is to possibly um, uh, no chronic wasting disease. No, don't no. We haven't tracked that at all. So no, I'm not uh, sure that is. So the deal is to maybe bring the girls up to the cabin for a couple of days next year. What I would want to do in a perfect world is have the whole fam come, and then they get to hang out for like three days, and then go home. Right. You know, and I'll stay for the rest of the hunt or whatever. But so you we'll haven't been hunting. I, so the reason I don't hunt is because well, I don't know what to do with the meat. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not bringing it home. I'm not gonna really mm-hmm. eat it. Right. You know. So like, are you a meat eater? I am a meat eater. Okay. But um, I typically well now that I'm on now that I'm on like I'm like focusing on my life, my diet and my health. Yeah. I primarily just eat chicken breast. Gotcha. Yeah. But I mean, but I do like steak and I do like pork and turkey and so part of the reason why i deer hunt and this might be of interest to you interest to you while you're doing your diet and all that kind of stuff is that pretty much wild game like that like venison or like that is the best thing you could eat i mean there's nothing in it no antibiotic no antibiotics no preservatives nothing in it um all they've been living off is grass-fed mountain you know for years um and so i love getting the venison, filling the freezer with the venison for the family to have venison steaks and, and breakfast sausage and all that kind of stuff. Um, cause it's so much healthier than the meat you buy in the store. Well, I, I probably, have, if I, if I did get into hunting, then I'd have to find like a butcher or something. That's yeah. what I do. Oh, I drop definitely. it off. Yeah. I drop it off at wild game processing. Yeah. Goes. His buddy actually will do it at home, yeah. but, but Luke's like, no, I'm not. No, I'll, I'll, and, and I kind of feel the same way too. I'd rather just have somebody who knows what they're doing. Yeah. You just do it. I'll pay you. But yeah. I mean, what was the haul from Earl? How many pounds? Oh, the hanging meat on that was it, like 175. 175 pounds, pounds. and what that cost you for them to? Two process? six two sixty seven. That's not bad. No, that's no. not bad at all. And you know, you and I split that meat, and and I know you and I both had plenty for the winter, and um, this one will probably be more in line with like 130, 140 pounds. Joey Long says, if we were in school, you would hear a lot worse than what you would probably hear at the cabin. That's what Maddie always says. She's like, Dad, I go to public school. So you and, uh, you and Maddie there, Joey. Um, uh, no prions detected in Washington, Oregon, so you're good. Uh, Auntie Donna says, donate it. They take game at some food banks. That's true. That's actually a good... So we went to school. Do you remember Jeff Summit? Yeah, I know. I remember, yeah, I so Jeff's a, Jeff's a game warden. Okay. Um, and he, if you get a chance, he's on Animal Planet. <laughs> Um. Yep. You're welcome, Drew. You're. I hope you're. I hope that's like a legitimate thank you. Yeah. Uh, do it at home. It's fun until you cut yourself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's actually something that I'm interested in now. You know me, dude. Like it's. I get to a point where it's kind of like going down the rabbit hole. So now, 
Now, because of the almost snafu that I had the other day, I'm kind of interested in... Butchering? Yeah, like, you know, set it up in my garage and do it myself. Um, <laughs> get a meat grinder and, and figure it out, but we'll see. There's a joke waiting to be said, and yeah. I'm just going to just keep on going. Yeah. I know that people are watching the show. You've got the jokes ready to uh, address what Luke just said. He uh, wants to grind his meat. We'll take them together there, uh, Drew. Oh, yep, Jeff Summit. Yeah, uh, Mr. Mariner Autograph Man. Yeah, so Jeff... Um, Jeff's a game warden, and he actually is in our area a lot um, out here. And he was on the show Northwoods Law, or whatever, for Animal Planet. And like, there was one where out here uh, by Mc not McMillan. What's out past South Prairie? Uh, Wilkson. Yeah, Wilkson. Okay. So they got these two guys. They got an they got an elk illegally. They were on private property, and it was kind of so. Jeff Jeff got them, and uh, he took the elk and dropped it off at the Ording Food Bank. Oh, very and cool. And they processed it and then used it for, you know. Very cool. For the food bank purposes. So that, that was kind of a cool idea. But, yep. So there are anyways. We can get off of it now. But that was my hunting story. Nice. And, nice. That's um, good. Congratulations. Thanks, man. It was, yeah, it was fun. It was a good hunt. It was, it was a, it was one of those like double, it was like sigh of relief. You get your deer on day one. Yeah. But then also, now what do I do for the week? <laughs> so. <laughs> well, yeah. that's nice. I mean, it's nice to get off the grid. I mean. You know, Charles, do you do you do anything like that every year? Do you try and take like a weekend? No, or man. Like my that? thing was Disneyland every week. Oh, yeah. bro. Yeah. That was my uh, that was my reset off the grid thing. Is was going to Disneyland every week. I mean, um, like I got it's to the point now where I go on rides and I can like, I just like go limp, like just like enjoy. <laughs> enjoy the whole ride. Yeah, that's like, awesome. Yeah. Like I remember, like like you know, like uh, Twilight uh, Twilight of Terror. Twilight oh, Tower, Tower of Terror, Terror. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep. And now it's Guardians of the Galaxy. Like now, it's like to the point where I can just completely fully relax and like, like I just like watch my hands, like my arms float up. Oh yeah. Oh, exactly. While everyone's screaming and like, ah, grabbing, just I'm just like, I love cool. that ride. I'm just like, this is cool. I got a chance to ride it just before they shut it down and turn it into the Guardians of the Galaxy thing. Yeah. Uh, but that was my first time. I didn't know what to expect. I thought, oh, okay, this is just going to be another goofy ride, whatever. Uh, no pun intended. And the first time we got out, I'm like. I lost it. I'm like, this is one of the best rides I've ever been on. And uh, I had to apologize to my middle daughter uh, about two weeks ago because we all rode the ride uh, except for Bella and Ryan and Christy. So the, the three older ones, we rode it. We got off of it. Dad was just all stoked, eyes real big. Oh, my gosh, that was so much fun. And my, my middle daughter says, yeah, it wasn't that scary. And I said, good. Go over there with your mom. <laughs> <laughs> which is a really jackass dad move. Yeah, man. Which I, I apologize to her, you know, five years later, four years later. But that ride, man. Guardians is better. Is it? Yeah. It, Guardians well, I'd is go, but uh, Gavin like, Newsom. So, yeah, so um, so you know how, like, the drops, like, we're, like, just, like, up, down, up, yeah. down. Like, the Guardians ride, it, like, goes up, down, like, like, that, and back up. And then it's, like, it's, like, it's, it feel, like I feel like there's more going on do they still have the opening at the top so you can still see yeah, uh, yeah. is it still called california adventure it's still california adventure. okay because yeah. like, i know pixar pretty much took over everything pixar and marvel yeah well we have now uh they are currently building a little marvel land where bug's life used to be bug's life is gone oh yeah Audio, okay. i remember walking through bug's life going yeah yeah i mean it's good it's good for little kids little, little yeah, kids. yeah yeah but i um, had to apologize to maddie because i made her go on indiana jones 
Oh, that one. That one was fun. Well, I, like I love that she was young. She yeah. wanted to go, yeah. and so we wait in line. Yeah. And, we, and right when we get there, she's like, I don't want to do it anymore. I'm like, you're getting on this freaking ride. Like, <laughs> That's a dad move right there. she put her head down the whole time. <laughs> no, so yeah. So uh, my daughter used to like hate um, uh, Tower of Terror. And they got to the point where she was like, you know what, Dad? I'm not going on this ride ever again. Wait, but you know what? Maybe when I'm eight. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You'll be much more mature at eight. I was like, it's like a, Ask me again when I'm eight, and then we'll try it again. I'm yeah. like, all right, but yeah. So like, I like I. I That's I, your I, deal. My deal is that. Well, no, man. So 2020. So you retired. Hold was on. gonna be my year. So let's hear the story real quick. So did you leave for the Navy right out of high school? Right out of high school, you were out. Yeah, I actually. So I actually joined the Navy, which is all uh, level with you. It's kind of funny to me. Dude, I couldn't like thinking about you in high school. I couldn't go to college. You were kind of a goofball, right? Which yeah. we were all were. But I'm yeah. just saying, you all, you know, you like to have a good time, goof around, and yeah. all this, and all of a sudden, like, dude, JR is getting in the military. Wait, what? <laughs> no, so no, so this is what it was. Like, I don't even, I, don't, yeah, I don't, I don't even know if I really graduated high school. <laughs> like, I like, no, no, like I think that, like I think that, um, my recruiter was like, talked to one of my English teachers. I'm not gonna say names, and was like, hey. Um, he's scheduled to leave in September. This F needs to be something. And then I, I got it's crazy because I, 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 I got the minimal grade, sixty five percent, because they changed that that whole they, they changed yeah. everything. And I was off to the military, and I was like, <laughs> wow, yeah. And then I, I wasn't gonna go to college. I, I mean, right, yeah. So what'd you do over twenty years, man? So you you left back in ninety nine. Yeah. Um, uh, what'd you do for twenty years, man? Dude, I cooked on submarines. It's was that what you were? Did you, you yeah, were the I was, chef? I was, I was like, uh, well, yeah, I was, I was a cook on submarines. I uh, usually the baker. I bake a lot. Um, I still bake a lot, like not drugs. I mean, you know, <laughs> stuff like we pies. can bake. Oh, Walter White here. <laughs> like pies and stuff. You know, cookies, cookies and cakes. Yeah. Um, and actually, whenever I come back up here, like I usually I come back up a lot of times for birthdays. Um, mm -hmm. like uh. Uh, old Craig Stout had a birthday oh, okay. uh, in June. Didn't he just move? He did. He just moved to the East Coast, I think. Yeah. But uh, he had a birthday, and uh, and I I went to his birthday at a uh, at Breeze, and I brought a carrot cake from San Diego uh, on the plane. Oh, carrot cake, <laughs> right? And uh, my favorite. Yeah. And then, it's my emotional support carrot cake. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, you you can bring you can bring cakes on on planes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> on a, let's see. And then this last weekend uh, was Breeze birthday and uh i i made her some uh pumpkin cheesecakes and i flew those up here from Ooh, San Diego. nice <laughs> yeah i mean i like baking but i like baking for people that like you know like i feel like the you know the care the more care about you not care about you but like yeah. your friends and family like they're more like, like oh oh my god but like when you're in the navy and you're just cooking for people they're just they're, they're just no they're just like they're not dude they don't they're not happy they don't give a f no. about, you know what i'm saying they're like they're like oh this i mean he loves food and yeah one. And then like, and then they only tell, and they only tell you when the food's bad. They don't tell you when the food's good. They t they they'll complain about all the bad, and then they they'll, they'll and they won't say nothing about it when anything's good. So, so what was the food that you would make on the submarines that you? Two two questions. Okay. What was the food on submarines that you enjoyed making? None of it. Okay. And what was the food that you absolutely hated making on the submarine? Everything. <laughs> it's because it's set, right? No, it, no, it's because it's because. Like it's because people like in the military they don't care, like right. for for like, they really don't care. I mean they. It's just fuel. Lot, yeah, it's just fuel. That's all it really is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Joey Long says, "Man from man from my dad's recent deployment. If the food isn't good, then the entire unit is not happy." No, no, yeah. that's not true. Um, <laughs> the crew's the crew's only happy if they're bitching. Ah. Oh. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. yeah, yeah Drew was gone for a while there. Yeah. 
Um, and it's worse because it's worse because like the whole time I was on submarines. So you cooked on submarines. You've been around yeah. the world, then seen. Uh, I've been underwater. Underwater yeah. around the world, yeah. yeah. So I gotta. <sighs> no, there's no portholes. There's no window. That's what I was wondering. Yeah. Is yeah. how do you? There's no window. He knew that question was coming. I knew there's it. no like... exhaust. There's like no exhaust. How do you? How do you propel? No, 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 no. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like if you're, yeah, no, like if you're making some, if you're making something. Oh, okay. How do you get go? that smell out of the? Does it just permeate, permeate throughout the submarine? We um, ventilate. How? <laughs> um, with because uh, I, I don't, I truly don't understand. We come up to a certain depth where the air can push through the water pressure. Okay. Oh, okay. And then we push it out. Oh, okay. No, that okay. Makes sense. Okay. All right. Got it. Yep. So you did twenty years, twenty years, and I mean you were set, right? Twenty years, you're Dude, out. You like I was a cook. I was a cook in the navy. Like Denny's isn't going to pay me that much my money. You know? <laughs> like, I mean, I can get your breakfast out faster than them, but that's about it. Yeah, but you had no like ideas on uh, maybe I'll go longer. No, you got the uh, no, 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 no. So basically, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was like first it was like, all right, I just gotta get to the rank where I can retire. Cool, I'm there. Now I just gotta get to twenty years without getting in trouble. And I got there. I didn't get caught. I gotta go before I get in trouble. Yeah, yeah. I got now, now that I'm there. I figure out that was me. Yeah, now that I'm there, it's just time to go. Yeah. Get out. Yeah. It's yeah. Uh, okay. So then you got out when? It's, uh, October first. So you've been out for a year then. Yeah, I've been out for okay. a year. And so, so 2020 was going to be my year. I actually had so many things <laughs> planned out. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, like, okay. I mean, I, I'm sure people had things planned out. Yeah. But no. So I was supposed to come back here. For the Mariners' home opener, and um, a bunch of us from Class Ninety Nine oh, yeah, bought we tickets. We talked about that. We bought yeah. tickets for it, and we were, oh, and we actually man. got this row, and we were gonna just like have like we we're gonna we we're gonna watch baseball, and I was gonna be here for like the entirety of the first homestead, okay. and then I was gonna go back home. Um, I was supposed I had I had plane tickets, hotel stays, and the tickets to the games. I was supposed to go to Miami to watch them play the Marlins. Oh boy! I was supposed to go to Boston to watch them play the Red Sox. Oof. You had a good year plan, man. I was supposed to go. To, I was going to Baltimore to hang out with some old Navy buddies, and then we were going to go to the Washington games, the games against the yeah. Nationals. And then another one of my buddies that was there, we were supposed to drive up to New York to watch them play the Yankees. Oh my gosh! Then I was supposed you were going to going on a stadium yeah. tour. Dude. Then I was supposed to fly to um, um, Toronto mm-hmm. to watch them play the Blue Jays and go check out. And go check out the Niagara Falls on the Canada side. When I was in Florida, I was supposed to go to um, the Everglades. Um, I had a trip planned to Zion and Bryce Canyon for um, like for like two wow. weeks. Bro, so you're more pissed at COVID than anybody. Yeah, thanks, was, China. Yeah, so I was supposed to fly to uh, I was supposed <laughs> to fly to Vegas and meet up with one of my um, my one of my old junior sailors who's you know he's having a rough time, right? And so we were supposed to go to like we were to do like a little uh, man thing. And I was like, we didn't know what we were doing though, because we were like, I don't camp. He doesn't camp. It's like, we're, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Yeah, we're, we're men. We'll we're figure it out. We'll do. And I'm sure there's other men there that we can ask questions. <laughs> that might give us answers. It makes so we could look good. So we're so supposed to. I do. love how you're like. I'm sure there's other men there that can. What's <laughs> going on? Yeah, we're not other men. people. We need other men. Yeah, we, I'm sure there's other men out there. I mean, like, I'll ask a girl for help. I mean, just don't let anyone know. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah. 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 So, Paul, so, so. Paul says 2020 was going to be my year, the title of this episode. Yeah. And then 2020 yeah. happened. That sounds <laughs> like a trip, says Gruder. I'd like to do a ballpark trip like that sometimes. Yeah. So, sure. no. So, like, yeah. I have this thing where I want to go to all the major, all the baseball yeah. parks, right? That's, That's awesome. No, but the only caveat is the Mariners have to be playing that game. Gotcha. 
Fair enough. So, um, so um, we only play like a handful of teams in the the AL, the, no, the NL. NL. Yep. We only play like a. Handful. So this would be like a three-year plan. It, three or four or five-year plan. Whatever. Yeah, right. Yep. Um, I did know a guy years ago that did it all in one summer. He did it, but he, but not for just the Mariners. Like he yeah. just went to all the stadiums over like a month and a half. No, That's my, so cool. no, my thing is they have to be the Mariners have to be playing. That's it. The Mariners have to be playing. Okay. I'm gonna be there, and I was gonna, and I was actually gonna be like, yo, I was gonna say, I didn't think this was gonna be our year. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking that in two years. No, he, hey, you hear it here first from me. Yeah. In two years, the Mariners will be in the playoffs. I was because okay. I was just gonna say, I can go with dude, that. you're gonna go all these Mariners games and be so disappointed yeah. all summer long. No, 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 <laughs> what stadiums have you been to? The only so I've been to Padre Stadium with with Petco. the Mariners playing Petco. Uh, I've been to Angel, Angel Stadium, Stadium uh, Mariners Stadium. Um, I've been to four. I've been to those three, and then Turner Field in Atlanta. I've been to uh, a Cubs game in Wrigley, but um, the Mariners were not playing. Mm. So I don't count that. Going to Wrigley though, that's pretty. That's it was. Cool. I was, and I'm not gonna lie. I wore a Cubs hat. Oh I'm a Cubs reason. fan. So. Yeah, uh, I, I got family yeah. in Chicago. That used to send me stuff. So yeah, yeah. So I, so those, those, yeah, those are the only three. I've been. Oh, and I was when I was younger. Younger, I went to Old Dodger Stadium with. Um, oh nice. Oh, when I was wow. when I when I was stationed, my dad was stationed in. Uh, you know San what's crazy about something? So like Wrigley, you mentioned Wrigley and Dodger Stadium. I, I love to get your insight on this. When I went to Atlanta. It was before the new stadium. It was the old Turner Field, which yep. there was nothing wrong with it and should have just stayed there. But I agree. Um, yeah. Then they move it like 45 minutes north of Atlanta. It's the <laughs> dumbest thing. What was so cool, though, is um, I was there for, for work, for business, and I, I took a train down to go to a game. I bought it. First of all, it was cheap. It was way cheaper than Seattle. I got in the game for like 7 bucks, and then I got a Jeez. hot dog and a beer for like 5 bucks. Um, but I, the cool thing was is I was there when they played the Marlins, and Ichiro was there. Oh, so as I got a Marlin? To, yeah, so I got to watch Ichiro as a Marlin. Oh, um, dude, I have a crazy... With Giancarlo Stanton. I have a crazy Griffey story. <laughs> and I, I, okay. Got a crazy, I got a Griffey story, and I got a Ichiro okay. story. Um, I don't know what year it was, but it was the year that um, Felix Sanders was pitching in Angel Stadium, and um, it was 1-1 throughout the entire game. And then, like yeah. I think, like, the ninth inning, we gave up a grand slam. The dude got to home plate and jumped up and down and broke his leg. Oh, oh um, I remember that. Kendris Morales. Yeah, I was at that game. Oh. And I was and right. And came to play for the Mariners the next year. I was right behind the Mariners dugout, right? And um, Ichiro caught the last out in the sixth inning, and I was wearing my Ichiro jersey, and he comes trotting, and he points at me. And I was like, that's not the only Mariner fan yeah. there. He tosses me the ball. And this little girl wearing an angel jersey tried sneaking her freaking glove in oh. front of mine to catch the ball. And I freaking blocked it and caught it. And I, I turned around and looked at her and I looked at her dad. And his dad's all like, we were going to get those seats. I'm like, well, you didn't because yeah. I was sitting here. Yeah. And he's all like, and everyone's like, look at me. I was like, listen, Mariner player, yeah. Mariner fan. I'm wearing his jersey. He threw it at me. I mean, if, if, if an angel... Player throws me a ball, I'll give it to anyone. I don't care. Yeah. But <laughs> this is my ball. And then um, yeah. my junior story is um, it was his last year. In, I think it was either his last year or the second last year. And By the way, I think we saw you in, on Sports Center that night. They were like, who's this guy stealing balls from <laughs> <laughs> little kids? From little girls. <laughs> well, actually, no, so, so, um, so Junior, um, I forgot what game it was, but like Junior was, I think, just DHing. And me and my little brother, Chris, uh, we actually had a sign that said, hit, you know, remember back in the whole Hit It Here campaign? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got this big old, um, like, uh, I think it was green sign. It, like We wrote on it, Hit It Here, Junior. Oh, you're a crap, you're not. He hit a home run. And it was coming right for the sign. 
and this these two older couple this older couple was like sitting in front of us and like my little brother's trying to catch this ball i'm trying to catch this ball and these these two older this older couple's like just pushing us back because they don't want to get hit yeah and we're just trying to like ah <laughs> and we just missed it and, oh. it, it went, and then it went down into the thing i was like no that was our chance that was her home rumble yeah <laughs> so yeah that's my that's my griffey story and my the cool thing about going to some of the stadiums like i, I with wrigley i would imagine because that's the one i want to go to but when i went to turner the history Yes. Yeah. So I'm walking out there, and it's something we don't have here at this point, like the Warren Spawn statue, the Hank Aaron statue, the all the titles and the the you know the things. Well, that, we got to win one first, right? No, but I was just saying, even like the players, like I, I stood next to Hank Aaron's, um, you know, 715th home run statue. You know, and I'm like, this is amazing. Like it was such a like walk through baseball lore, you know. And I'm like, God bless it. This is so cool. Like you know, I and I'm so mad to hear um, that the. Uh, Everybody talking about Tampa Bay, and everybody talking about how it's been so many years. Uh, Tampa Bay hasn't won a, a championship, and I'm like, <laughs> Dude, Carlson, hello, Carlson, <laughs> you Steve Bartman, that little girl. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But I, I understand because I've walked outside of um, the stadium there in San Francisco when uh, Barry Bonds was all juiced up hitting home runs and everything. Yeah. And it's cool. If you walk around the outside over um, kind of like right field and, and oh, yeah, sort McCubby of stuff. Oh, and Mays. And- they've got all these different placards saying this is where he hit home run number 714. This is where he hit home run number 700. And just, it's that, that moment where you just stop for a second and go, wow, holy crap. Yeah. This is what I used to watch on ESPN. I feel like our they grandkids were doing will get that with like, the Griffey and Edgar statues now, and each year will have his at some point. Like maybe, no. Hopefully, they'll start to. I mean, because you can you imagine? Like we look at guys like like that, right? Like uh, like Hank Aaron, and we're kind of like, oh wow, you know. Oh, that's cool. Drew says I saw the kid hit his two hundredth dinger at Fenway Park. Oh, nice. That is very cool. Um, but someday, like our grandkids are going to be like, oh, you got to watch Junior play. Yeah. You know, you got to watch King Griffey play, and you'll take him to the stadium, and yeah. you know they'll see the statue, and and that's pretty cool, man. I mean, it's going to be different for them um, as Seattle could use a Jay Buhner statue for sure. Yeah, I would do. I, I think a Jay Buhner. Statue I'm down with good. the Bone statue. Yeah. Um, Bone had some great years here. I love that team from '95 to basically '99. I just love them so much because they were they were the blue collar working class team. So funny. I have a vivid. Uh, you remember um, Ed Amick, right? The wrestling coach at North Mason. Yep. So, and you you probably went to school with Eddie. I remember um, the name. I don't. I don't really. Okay, so Joey, Joey Amick, who was in my grade. Yep. Um, we were sitting out on the back of his truck out up at the school, waiting for his dad. And his dad comes out. and We started talking Mariner baseball, and it was '95. And Joey had just gotten his license, and I was still 15, I think. Yeah, I was still 15. And uh, we started talking about Mariner baseball, and I said. Something about the Mariners getting the playoffs this year. That would be awesome, you know. And Ed goes, dude, they're 13 and a half games behind, and it's like August. He's like, it's not happening. And I just being an – and he's right. I mean, he's right. 100% That's right. crazy. And me just being an ignorant kid, I was like, oh, you never know. You know, and all of a sudden they go on that run, right, and they just stock down the Yankees, <laughs> you know, in the AL. And, the, and was it the Angels? I Angels, think that, yep, yeah. yep. And – uh because you're a kid, you still have hope. Yeah, you still have when hope. When you become an adult, you... Oh, you, now you it's all lose, beat the yeah. hell out of me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you just hope on everything. <laughs> I just hope I make it to the bathroom on time. Yeah, um, and so... But I can remember that season so vividly, right? I mean, that was kingdom time. And the Snodgrass, Matt Snodgrass, street, uh, took over the field, ran onto the field in the playoffs and got tackled by security. Sorry, there's a spider. That's all right, He man, needed to good. die. So, got to jump on a noon meeting. Have fun, boys. Another good show. Thanks, Auntie Donna. We appreciate you. So... 
Yeah, I think that's... Uh, let's see, what does Twilight say? Bush Stadium in St. Louis is amazing. That's what uh, my wife says. She's been there. The ESPN Center next door with a plethora of bars. You, you had me at plethora of bars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that Where even, are we? <laughs> that isn't even the end of my like of like the things I was supposed to do. Okay, what else? So did no, you no. Have? So I, so then from Vegas, so from uh, Bryce Canyon and Zion, I was supposed to drive to uh, L.A. and go to a Five Figure Death Punch concert with Tom Baker, and oh, then Baker, and dude. then and then from there we we're driving to back to Vegas for the draft. Dang. All right. Dude, you're like Ted yeah. Kaczynski. You really had to plan this out. Like, yeah. like, you had to like have some time alone in a bunker mapping this out, bro. No, like when you were tired, you have all this time to do just whatever you want. And, and then I, I always go to... Uh, um, so this weekend, this yeah. uh, Sunday, for my 40th birthday, I was going to get a suite for the for the Seahawks game against the Niners. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, I got canceled. So, like, yeah. So, I, I also go... To, I try to go to... Uh, Two away um, Hawks games. Seahawks games. Yeah, I usually go to um, definitely always go to the one in LA against the Rams. Yeah. but like I I try to go to other ones like in Phoenix, Arizona is not that far of a drive. You know what's fun that I realized last year that you might want to put on that list. What's up? Um, stadiums are cool, and I want to go to the stadiums too. And I love yeah. to, and I've done an away Hawks game um, before. But um, Pitts and I went and watched the Seahawks in Vegas last year. Um, and we had we were in a bar. It was a Seahawk bar in okay. Vegas. Yeah, they have those. Are almost they're almost everywhere. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. And I've never done that where I've gone somewhere and then watched my team in another city with fans from that city. We had that bar was a packed kick ass time. Fans. I mean, it was Holy so much fun. Crap. And I thought to myself, how fun would it be to go to like San Francisco and find the local Hawks fans and what watering hole they're at and watch a game with those guys. You know what I'm saying? We're, we're in, now, granted, you risk being jumped in the street. You know, <laughs> there, so uh, so uh, the year that we won the Super Bowl, the year we won the Super Bowl in uh, in PB, uh, you oh, ever, Pacific Beach? Yeah, have you ever been to a place called Typhoon Saloon? Oh PB? yeah. Oh, well, yeah. they're closed now, but like back in the day, that was a huge 49ers bar. <laughs> yeah. That was a huge Niners bar. Okay. And when they were playing Carolina in the playoffs, I went in there with my Cam Chancellor's jersey, yeah. and everyone was just like. What are you doing? And they're booing yeah. me, and I was like, "Let's go Niners!" <laughs> and they're like, "What are you doing?" And I was like, "I want no excuses this year. Yeah. I want you to win because I want to play you next week. Yeah. Let's go! Yeah. Let's go Niners!" What game was that where Cam knocked the ball out from behind on the one yard line? Who were they playing? The Lions. Uh, the Lions, and it was Calvin Johnson. Yes, I actually was lucky enough. It was weird. We were in Hawaii, and I was walking. We were in Maui, and I was just walking, and all of a sudden I heard like a lot of like loud like screaming and stuff and I had on my Cam Chancellor jersey and I look up we're in Lahaina and there's a bar up on top of this restaurant and it's all Seahawks fans and I look at my wife and she's like just go <laughs> and I'm like <laughs> I love you um, Cause, cause, so I went up there and I watched that Cam where he knocked the ball up from Calvin's hand with all these Hawks fans in, in Hawaii it was freaking awesome dude. Yeah, was- <laughs> yeah I would like to see um, a 2001 116 win uh, team statue out front or, or, cool. like, or a huge plaque in front of uh, the stadium. So, you know what sucked about that is I went into the Marine Corps in 2001. Mm-hmm. And because uh, I didn't leave till I was 21. <clears throat> I was I was actually stationed here. Okay. <laughs> and I went I left in October. And so I missed all the playoffs. So all I could do was read the San Diego Union Tribune on Sundays when they would bring it in like when we had like an hour of free time. And so I all I could do was just be like, okay, what did, what happened? And I'm like, okay, they got through the first round and then all of a sudden one Sunday it was they lost to the Yankees. And yeah, like, what? The Yankees. Yeah. How did they lose to the Yankees? 116 oh, the Yankees. Yankees. Oh well, my God. it all had, in my mind, it still all had to do with 9 11. Like, it was just destined for them to get 
as far as they Now, they in. lost to Arizona, right? Yeah, they ended up losing Arizona, Randy Johnson, and uh, Kurt Schilling. Yep. Yeah. That was Bloodsock year, I think. Wasn't it Bloodsock year? I don't know. All I know is they started uh, game one, two, took game three off, and then like started game four, five. Yeah. Like they literally were going on three days rest. Jeez, yeah, they were like they're like, yo, we're the two best pitchers in MLB. Yeah. We're not <laughs> we're not messing around. And they didn't, dude. And uh You know, and the cool thing is when you watch the old highlights of that ninety five year where <clears throat> um didn't Randy Johnson come in to uh, relief, relief. He did in a game, relief. and just I, watching the, like an old document in the deciding playoff, like the, the, the deciding game. game yeah, the deciding game. Yeah, and, and just watching that, that, even though it happened twenty five years ago, it still gives me goosebumps. Oh yeah, still knowing. Oh, yeah. here comes the big unit. He's coming in to shut this thing down, and he was a monster. I mean, yeah, it, oh, blood, it, yeah, blood Some of the kids out there, the kids That's don't. Right. Some of the kids don't realize how dominant Randy Johnson was. It was. It was like when Randy Johnson went out of the mound, you're almost going to write the W. You remember when, remember when Kruk didn't want anything to do with him in the All-Star? Yes! He was like bailed out. Yeah. <laughs> Johnson's laughing. He's like, no, no, no. I'm going to throw Mr. Snappy at him. Yeah. No, um, I find it, man, you know what kills me about the, 2000, uh, the 116 game um, win, win thing is? Two years before that, we had Junior. Yeah. The year after that, the year before it, we had a rod, yeah. And then all of a sudden they they're they're gone. And then all of a sudden, like yo, we have this magical one sixteen. And what would have what would be if we would have at least had, you know? And you know who fills in? Uh, Mike Cameron became the new center fielder for Griffey. Yeah, yeah. And then shortstop was it uh, Luis Soho? Um, I mean, we had Luis Soho. Um, I feel like it, no, wasn't it Car- no Brett Boone? Carlos Guillen. Carlos Guillen. Carlos Guillen. Yeah, Carlos Guillen. Yeah, Brett Boone was second base. Carlos Guillen was playing short. He was young. Olerud was at first. David Bell over at third, I think it was. Yep, yep. David Bell was over there. Yep. Olerud at first. Ichiro and right. Uh, Left field, Vince Coleman. Old Vince Coleman. And then we had Cameron in center. Who was catching? catching? Dan. Dan That's right, Dan Wilson. Yep. Oh man, it, that it was, was remember that was a small ball thing. Outside of like um, outside of Brett Boone hitting home runs, it was all about manufacturing. I loved runs. I I loved a Brett Boone home run. Yeah. Every time he'd he'd smack that ball out and bat then flip the bat. Oh my gosh! And I actually, sure he was juiced up, whatever. Best but it bat was flip still, in baseball. Oh, it was beautiful. Yeah. I yeah. hate I hate Brett Boone because right after that year, his his greatest year ever. He's like, yo, I I deserve to be paid paid. Oh yeah yeah yeah. And yeah. I was like, oh my god. Here we go. <sighs> but no, that was uh, fun, though, dude. So, so, dude, what kills me about baseball is like I'll be like watching a game, and I'll be like, I'll be like, oh my god, like, they do the shift so much now in the infield. They do oh, it like, all the time now. Just, yeah, bunt it down. Dude, the third I'm, I'm like, yo, just bunt it down their baseline. Yeah. You can get a, you can get a double probably. Yeah. And no one does it, man. I'm just like, <laughs> just do it. Do you remember the? Just do it. Do you remember the Mike Cameron, uh, four for four home run? He had it was four for four with four home runs and came up in the eighth inning with the chance for to be the only player ever to have five home runs in a game. And he just missed it. Like oh, he gave it a ride all the way track, all the way to the wall. Left fielder caught it like one foot, two feet in front of the left field wall. I remember just standing up like, oh, he did it, he did it, he did it, and then huh. just fell short. Yeah, four home five, runs. Five. I I want to say, I'm not 100 percent sure, but I think Johnny Bench might have five in a, in a game. We'll have to look it up. Yeah, we'll have you to know, look it up. We'll have to yeah. look it up. Mike so. Cameron was one of those players that I he kind of just Cameron. outplayed his his um, talent. Like yeah, it just yeah. it, it that just like the like two or three years yeah was just his best and after before that and after that 
It's kind of like he was... His defense was always there. Yeah. He was a great center fielder uh, defensively. Yeah, he had about a three-year stretch where his offensive numbers were really good. Yeah. And then it kind of tailored off. His career ended, uh, unfortunately, before it should have with that accident in uh, right center field. So he was playing in right field. And I can't remember who was in center field, but they both were tracking that ball in the middle. And technically, the right fielder should be the one to... Back up. Back up. But you had two center fielders playing out there oh, with a the center field mentality. Right. And remember they dove for the ball and collided heads Ooh. as they dove. And it completely crushed like the right side of his face. Like broke all his... And he was never really the same after that. Who like, did he play? Who was he playing with? I want to say at that point. Did he ever play with the Mets? I think so for a season. I'm not sure. And it might have been when he was with the Mets actually that that happened. Okay. A couple seasons. Okay. So anyway, I remember when that happened. And then he never really came back quite the same. He had to take a lot of time off. For well, healing and, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, no kidding. And probably traumatic. I miss injury. old school baseball. I didn't get into the playoffs this year, and and that's on me because I just, I, I guess I could care more, but I just, I don't, and it's kind of sad. But I do miss the. I, I miss the old days. I watched most of the series. I didn't really watch the playoffs this year. I watched most of the series because I was really um, pulling for the Dodgers because, and, and mainly because, growing up, like. Uh, I had a, I had a short-term love affair with the Dodgers, where it was just because they were the Dodgers, right? right? You know, was, and I was a big. For those of you who know me growing up, I was a big Los Angeles Lakers fan, and always was because of Magic Johnson. That was always my team, and so yep. it was like, oh, Los Angeles Lakers, Los Angeles Dodgers. Um, I wanted to see, and my my barber out there, dude, Ramon. He's from LA. He's a big Dodger fan. I mean, like he just wept like a baby when they won. Like, um, I, I wanted to see the Dodgers win, and. Clayton Kershaw. I wanted to see Clayton Kershaw get a ring. I thought he. Uh, I like watching him. Cho- I like watching him choke. Okay, so uh, <laughs> I but, wanted uh, I wanted the race win because uh, Zuninho is their catcher. Carlson, I loved Richie Sexton because a bar had a promo beers for the price of Sexton's batting. Average. Yes, <laughs> yes, that's right. Boy, that's a guy that just fell off the face of the earth. Right? He had two Bryce. great years in a row with the Mariners, and then all of a sudden just died. No, Richie Sexton. I think I think as soon as he got here, he died. Yeah. Well, oh, absolutely. The first year because he, he came from the Brewers, right? Yeah. The first year he hit forty-five home runs. In the very first game of his first year, he hit two home runs in Mariners, and I was like, yes. And he hit 45 home runs. His batting average is only like 245, but I was like, I don't care. You yeah. hit 245, you hit 45 home runs. And then the next year, he hit, I think, 39 home runs, and his batting average was around like 255, 260. And I'm like, good enough. Yeah. But then all of a sudden, the next year, it was like he was hitting like 150. And, right. You know, it was just, I don't know what happened. I don't know if they finally caught up to his big looping swing, but. Okay. Uh, it was, so yes. Yeah, so yeah, we got uh, we got uh, Richie Sexton and Beltre. Joey Long, just a man, just a young man, wise beyond his years. Oh, yeah. I miss when politics wasn't promoted in sports. Yeah. Says the 14-year-old. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, yeah. so yeah, I mean, like, I don't care if the if there's politics in sports. Just don't tell me what to who, to, who to vote for. Right. Don't, yeah, no, don't tell that. me. Yeah, just yeah. don't like, like, uh, like I don't care. Like LeBron James, like I don't care what his political views are. That's those are his views. Yeah. I don't care what, and like you know what I'm saying. But like, but have you seen like a lot of like things like, uh, like just tell, just tell me to vote. Don't tell me who to vote for. Yeah, that's don't fair. back anyone. I you know what I'm saying? Though. You know, like, the, oh, like and, I'm, and I'm actually yeah. getting tired of the don't forget to vote message. I, it's just it's so yeah. oversaturated now. No, I got now. it. Yeah, I, figured, yeah. I got it. Yeah, yeah. thanks. You yeah. know, a good point is on Facebook. I'm like, how do I get rid of this? I've already yeah. voted. I don't oh, care gosh, anymore. I keep having to exit it out. If you go in, you got to exit it out. Um, <laughs> well, hey, before we roll this uh, bad boy up and uh, put a bow on it, let's talk a little bit about Halloween and about COVID-19 and all that kind of stuff. Do you guys, you know, I know <laughs> what our family's plan are is this year. We're, um, the, the two younger ones are dressing up. 
and Christy's making a whole bunch of unhealthy food, and we're just going to eat bad food and watch Halloween movies. So, you know how my family is. Don't care about <laughs> all the, you know. Um, we are full on going trick or treating. So, um, I think know, you said the Buttes is going to. Yeah, the Buttes is like, dude, they're like their HOA page and all that, where I have a house and um, I used to live up there. Everybody up there is like, if you don't want trick or treaters, just turn your light off. I mean, people are posting pictures of all the candy they bought, they're ready to go. And so we're taking the kids. It may be abbreviated this year. I don't know. Um, but I'm like, you know, the never ending story. It's like the nothing never was for a couple hours on Saturday night. It's going to be like the nothing never was. And we're going to go out and the kids are going to be trick or treating and they're going to have fun. That, that's the one thing with this COVID stuff that is like, um, it's messing with holidays, right? And holiday traditions. Like, hey, we're Paul, having... Paul, real quick. Yeah. I've already done it I, because of what you posted. I've already done it. So yeah, it's gone. I don't have to see it anymore. Um, <laughs> Joey Long free candy. Free candy. Yeah. Isn't it free candy until you turn 18 anyways? Yeah. I'm well aware of like... <laughs> covid and all that kind of stuff but i'm also well aware that i want my kids to have <clears throat> the same memories and as much childhood as they can and I, i'm not gonna let all this we're having the same thing with like santa claus pictures like we're already have to like figure out like okay what santa claus pictures gonna yeah. look like and um and you know and, and what are the holidays gonna look like so yeah we're going trick-or-treating kids are got their costumes um they're dialed in they're excited um we're gonna head up there saturday night and do our trick-or-treating um and just kind of you know, try to act like it's normal. So. I was uh, so I was supposed to go to a party in San Diego, but all parties in San Diego mass gatherings are canceled. So I was supposed to go to Arizona because they're Another not thing canceled. Twenty twenty screwed. For yeah, you. yeah. yeah. Uh, well, Arizona's is not canceled, but um, <laughs> but uh, the people that I was supposed it's not to go that far of a drive. Is, yeah. I was like, no, I was, I was supposed to fly there from here. Oh, okay. so I was supposed to go just from here to Arizona for Halloween for a Halloween party. But then my dude, because um, his birthday is on Halloween, his, my dude's like. Hey, my boys told me that um, they're not going clubbing out there. They're just like in booths. They're not doing anything in, in Phoenix. I was like, yeah, I mean, like, I can understand. That's what they're doing now, but it's Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> On a Saturday. It's Halloween. <laughs> it's Halloween. Yeah, then I started doing research, and he already canceled. He didn't tell me he canceled everything. Started doing research. I was like, yo. There's a huge party at ASU, and then everyone's like, and I know I understand I'm 40, but um, so I'm like, I understand I'm 40. I just look, all right. <laughs> Don't take that away from me. But like, like I was like, yeah, let's party at ASU. We can do that. He's like, oh, I already canceled it. I was like, I was like, no, oh, Drew. Man. If you could um, post your address, that's yeah. Great. <laughs> Handing out candy, end of story, impossible nips for the adults. There is a guy. A couple of times when we've been up in the buttes, I've gone like taking the kids up there, and he's like, hey, bro, you need a beer. I'm like, yeah, bro. <laughs> He's handing me out a beer. And I'm going on way. Uh, we have friends up there that sometimes they'll bring a little of the flask, a little boot flask out there with the kitties. So they keep yourself warm. Yeah, dude. I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, Joey's costume is a gem. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. So, well, good, man. Well, so then, well, I mean, so it's all. So, so, so now, um, I, I guess um, my boy's just doing like a like a house party. I'm not saying the location because it's California. Yeah. I don't need you guys. Oh night. yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah we're going to, let's, we're let's just, geotag it, dude. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, so uh, we're just going to be doing a, like a little costume party at his house and we might walk around and see if we can find something, but good. Yeah. Bro. And this, uh, you know, for all the, for all the haters out there that are like, Oh, you guys risk people's lives and blah, blah, blah. And you go, no, we're risking our lives and we're completely okay with it. Yeah. And I'm fine. If, if you're okay, Doing your own thing and giving yourself some normalcy, like by God, by all freaking means, dude, go out and do it, man. It's there's always going to be something in the world that's crazy, right? That's like telling you not to do stuff, and um, 
I'm just uh, I'm just still trying to live my best life, dude. And trying, yeah. you know, it's because it, there's been so many dumb things this year. Like our, you know, the beginning of our fishing season was canceled up here because of all this crap. We're the only <laughs> damn state because you can't social distance while fishing. Yeah, we had this discussion. I was like, apparently Inslee's never gone fishing before <laughs> because I, never have I been on the river standing thigh deep in the water with my fly rod in my hand and be like, oh hey look, there's new guys like and go, grabbed all my crap and gone down to hang out with them. <laughs> It was like, oh crap! There's other people on the whole river, yeah. like the entire Yakima. That's like, it. I'm going somewhere else. Yep. New Our, river. We're out of here. Our lines gonna cross. Yeah. <laughs> <it was good. laughs> yeah. You never cross the lines. Oh man, my dad loved the beer guy. Oh yeah. Uh, it's just uh, the dumb things that have happened to like try to squash joy in this world. Like, I was full. I was gonna go on full like freak out mode if they try to mess with hunting season, and I was just, you know, I'm like, dude. Thank God they didn't. But it's always something, right? Well, and I so, think it's just like the, with you going out in your party and you guys doing your thing yeah. and we're doing our thing, like I tell you, but you do what makes you happy. Yeah. Well, and I think what the most frustrating part of twenty twenty and and I would think almost everybody would agree is the inconsistency. Yeah. The inconsistency of everything. Yeah. Is, is it really that dangerous or is it not really that dangerous? Well, and, do we really need to lock down or do we not need to really lock down? I mean yeah. in fairness, because I like to double yeah. advocate things. In fairness, it's a whole brand new thing. Well, it you is know, our it, first it, pandemic. It, it, yeah. <laughs> it's like our, it's the first time that like this like this thing is the, the it's that the, first time feeling that coronavirus <laughs> has come around. It's the very first time and start doing some stuff. So you know, I mean, like I can understand it going up how it ebbs and flows, but like you know, I just I really just want answers. That's all I really want. Right? Yeah. And yeah. there's been times Consistent that, that yeah. Weaver and I we've had to use that with other clients or not with other clients with other <clears> agents <throat> when they get all pissy because things are getting drug out an extra week or so. Yeah. It's kind of like well, you know. It's my first pandemic, so I'm not used to having yeah. to try and do a closing through a pandemic. So please, nah. you know, give me some. If you remember back in 1918, <laughs> <laughs> that's the things I say. <laughs> yeah, and, but I also, but also with that, with that information, like let me, like please update me when you change it. Like if if you're saying yeah, that hey, yeah, this yeah. isn't this isn't effective anymore, please let everyone know. Like yeah. and, and like post it so that way we can. Go go do, move to the thing that is working. But then, but then on the flip side, they do change the information without really telling anybody. Like, you know, and we've heard this many, many times. Yeah. Back in March, it was to uh, what? What's the flatten the curve? It was yeah. to flatten the curve so hospitals didn't get overwhelmed. Yeah. Now it's we got to reduce the amount of cases. Yep. Uh, last week we just tested the most amount of people we've ever tested in one week. Well. How are we going to reduce the cases if we're testing? It just it's it's all of those dynamics that just make yeah, it a yeah. big scrambled egg with freaking shells inside the omelet. That, yeah. See, I know he'd get that reference. Well, you give them, well, it's the whole thing of like you give them an inch. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. They, they want a foot. Amen. Yeah. Right there. As, as, soon, as, soon as, as soon as you put a, the, your your foot in the door. Wait, Drew. No, they're saying to not eat candy for twenty four hours. So Whoa. I'm guessing if you go on trick or treating, don't eat that candy for 24. Yeah. Should I put? Really? It, do I put it in the sunlight? Yeah. What if, <laughs> what if I? What if I give it like a a, be, a bleach bath? What if I? Yeah. What if I pour hydroxychloroquine? Ah, thank you. That's what I was waiting for. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Here's like, your Snickers and your hydroxychloroquine. Where's my UV light? Yeah. yeah. If this completely like sealed, should I just like you know like give a little rinse? <laughs> if I get one Karen, if I get one Karen messing with me on Saturday night, we're out trick or treating. It's going to be a bloodbath. I'm telling you. One you know, lady. 
Yeah, I don't want to tell your wife how to dress up, but uh-huh. it probably would be very awesome if she dressed up as a Karen. Oh, dude. It would oh, be my gosh. Because I, I saw our friend Megan Wentland. She dressed up as a Karen <laughs> Joey yesterday. Says, oh, Dad, <laughs> you can wait to eat candy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw Megan. She had, a, she had a Karen wig on, and she had a shirt that said, I want to speak to the manager, and she had a name tag that said Karen, and I'm like, that's a good costume right there. I yeah. like that. <laughs> Karen. Inject bleach into the candy. <laughs> Atta boy, Joey. Is that what is that what the president said? Yeah. And we do everything the president says. Oh my gosh. Lord of mercy. So, all right, man. Well, good stuff, huh? Yeah, yeah. Great having you on the show here, Charles. So what do you got going on today? You said you're going to the airport. Yeah, I'm. I'm flying back to San Diego today. Oh, wow. you are today. Yeah. So you hit the show and then you're okay, yeah. dude. Don't we feel good? What time's your flight? Um, three forty-five. Okay, so you're right when we're done. You're heading yeah. for it. Yeah. Okay. So back to San Diego. When are you coming up next? I'll be back in December. Okay. Um, and then, like, so I'll be back in December. I'm not sure if it's going to be, like, maybe, like, around the 15th. Mm-hmm. And I'll be around until, like, probably just after Christmas or, like, right before Christmas, depending on, like, how Perfect, ticket flights dude. are. Sweet deal, man. Nice. We'll have to nice. do it again, man. I'm yeah, glad you came on, bro. Yeah. We finally figured it out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and well, you got to see how the sausage is made. It's a little no, bit no. different than probably what you thought. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Except for, like, I was just like, I was like, I was like, what are we talking about tomorrow? Oh, yeah. And I was like. Should I, should I message Luke and say, yo, what was Luke talking about tomorrow? Oh, dude, I don't, you I, always like, can. Yeah, like, yeah, you always can. But then, but then you would have just texted Rory. You'd be like, hey. What are we talking about? What are we talking about tomorrow? You well, know, tell people, I probably should have told stuff. you, hey, if there's anything you want to talk about, feel free. Um, fire it off. So, um, yeah, we'll do it again, dude. This yeah, is fun. Yeah, we'll do it again for sure. Do it in well, December. And I'll come up I'll come up with the topic then. I, there you I, go. I, I kind of already do have one. You know what would be kind of oh, fun yeah. is if in December we could go out to Belfair. If you're if you're out there with family or whatever, we go out there to like JR's Hideaway and. And hang out and and uh, and do it out there. Maybe grab some brekkie. Wherever. So, nice. Classic Kim warfare training. And I just completed mine the other weekend. <laughs> so. All right. Well, dude, off to San Diego. Thanks for joining us on the show course, today, man. Course, we really you. appreciate it, bro. Um, we got Halloween on Saturday. We've got uh, yeah. fall back on Sunday. So get an extra hour of sleep. Or in my my case just stay up an extra hour yeah um and then of course we've got uh we've got the most entertaining day of the year on tuesday so we're gonna have plenty to talk about on the show next thursday it's going to be it's gonna be fun (laughs) something to leave you with parting thought if someone could explain to me why cnn doesn't want van jones on right now their liberal political pundit after he said that president trump has done more for black business owners than any president in the last 50 years I would love for you to explain that to me, why all of a sudden Van Jones has not been on CNN as much. So, anyways. Yeah, have fun on Tuesday, guys. Thursday, uh, Thursday we'll announce who the president is live here on Luke and Rory. Yeah, we'll yeah, announce yeah. who the president-elect is, so tune in. Tell all your friends. And um, You know, and one final thing I want to say we'll is we had, um, we had a closing yesterday. And, you know, each closing is special. Thank God. The the closing that we had yesterday was really special. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to... Just give a shout out for a moment here. We've got a young man who is serving, I believe, in the Navy right now. Okay. And he used to be a real estate agent, decided to get into the military. He said, real estate wasn't my thing. I still got, I'm still young enough. I'm going to get in the military. Got into the military. His dad is a Marine. His dad is a um, uh, retired, retired or veteran? He's a Marine vet. Okay. Marine vet. His dad had us help him find property out in Enumclaw, had us help him sell his house in Puyallup. And the most honorable thing of all is his dad asked us to help his 
parents sell their house in Auburn. And his that they've been in there for thirty plus years. And his stepdad is a retired uh, retired Navy. As well. Yes, yeah. So, yeah. I think he was a CB. I think. Yeah, I think he was a CB. Yeah. So that and, was, it was an honor. And so it's been an honor to help that family throughout all of their real estate needs. Mm-hmm. When I called his mom yesterday, and I'm not gonna I'm gonna try not to cry because I'm in front of dudes here. When I called his mom yesterday <laughs> and said um, that we have finally closed, she started crying. Aww. She started crying. Because, you know, the process chapter, the process is what the process is, and it can be taxing at times, but I think it finally hit her that after 30 plus years, that's no longer their home. Yeah. And it's those moments that I'm absolutely grateful that we get to do these things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, someone said, you know, you really took care of that family. And I, and I, I said, you know what? <clears throat> I would want somebody to take care of my parents mm-hmm. like that. Don't yeah. treat my parents like they're another number. Yeah. Treat them like their family. And again, I'm not going to cry here. I can feel it coming on, but oh, boy. it was very special. It was yeah. very special. And I'm just grateful that we get to do what we get to do and help families. We got another um, uh, military vet who's closing on a deal tomorrow. Their family, I just want to share this real quick. Their family's been busting ass for the past two years. Mm. Actually, no, not past two years, the past year of taking the Dave Ramsey approach and just cutting down all their debt. Yeah. And when they sell their house tomorrow, their their entire expenses or and their entire everything they're going to be plus $12,000. That's awesome. Like yeah. no credit card debt, no mortgage, no anything, no car debt, nothing. They're going to be plus $12,000 and it doesn't sound like a much doesn't sound like much, but man, you got no more debt? Yeah. How freaking awesome is that? So, I just those two things are really special and then next week we've got Bro, we've got four. Three or four closing. we got four awesome families that are closing yeah. next week. So it's just, I just wanted to share that, you guys. It 2020 has been an absolute blessing in real estate. And I'm just grateful for everything that you guys have trusted us with. Gruder, All right. Gruder says. Say something funny because I'm going to cry. Gruder oh, says, so give oh. your balls a tug, Nancy. That is awesome to help folks that way. The real estate world is lucky to have you as the grass growing world is to have me. Absolutely the grass growing world is yep. lucky to have you. Yep. I guess I'll, I'll close with... Um, Whatever happens on Tuesday, if your party did not win, take a moment, breathe, vent to whomever is next to you they need to vent to, yep. and pray or whatever you do, and that whoever wins makes the right decisions and that, yeah. that maybe we can come together as a country. Like even Be good the, to each no, other. No matter who it is. But yeah. like praying and hoping that they do bet that do they do their best and not that and, and that they are actually looking out for us. And Absolutely. then on and then on Wednesday, note. go to work. Yeah, go to work. Take care of each other. Try to treat each other with yeah. decency, man. Yeah, and uh, realize that we're all in this together. Yeah. So, uh, red green, right? Remember, I'm pulling for you. We're all in this together. So, hey, Chuck, thanks for being on the show, brother. Thank it's you guys. Good appreciate to see you, it, man. Yeah. Uh, thanks for your service, everything you do. Um, we'll have you on again soon, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, really appreciate it. Safe travels back oh, to San Diego, man. Yeah, thank you. Thank Keep you. safe. All right, guys. Thanks so much. Be well. We'll see you next time. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, yeah, though. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo. <laughs> End of line, man.